this gets everybody out and gets everybody together. And it's it's a community and it's very experiential. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring these experiences into the community. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tap That AZ podcast. I am your co-host for today. My name is Jose. I am the owner and uh, host of Finding Arizona podcast. Today, we are here at the Pour event in Scottsdale Beer Company. And my very first guest is someone that some of you may already know. She is a stable here on our podcast. Her name is Brittany Johnson. Give it up for Brittany. Yay! Cheers, guys. Cheers. And Brittany, you are here today to be also my co-host and uh, love of my life and just overall fun person to be around. So, are you enjoying this very first concoction that we have in our hands? Yes, I'm excited that I get out more than one word. Thank you, Jose. (laughs) More importantly, thank you, Eric, for having me here in this beautiful festival. And thank you, other Eric. It's nice to officially meet you as well. It's really cool that this event is going on. We are here at Scottsdale Beer Company, right? I believe that's how you say it. And we are being um, just, everyone is in line right now. They're getting their hands, uh, getting their, what are they? Their wristbands, Jose. Thank their you, wristbands. Brittany. Thank you for being a They part. go right above the hands. Yeah, they go right, right below the below forearm. The hand. <laughs> that area is called the wrist. The wrist. The wrist area? Yes. (laughs) It's also known as the carpal. It was a question on Jeopardy the other day that I got right. Oh, snap. Already going into the Jeopardy (laughs) questions. But that's okay because we both know who's going to win if we ever do go on to Jeopardy. (laughs) Uh, We are very excited to be a part of this event. We, again, are from Finding Arizona Podcast, and we appreciate everyone for listening. This is going to be a very first time for us, so sorry for the editing around my non-sequiturs and tangents and puns that are horrible, and Brittany hates every single one of them. They think she Look at her, already rolling her eyes already. Thank you, Brittany. I appreciate that. Cheers to you. <laughs> uh, I believe this first one, do you, did you catch the name of this one? These are ciders from Mesa. Oh, nice. Um, it's called Cider Core. We need to find it ASAP. We need to go there tomorrow. And uh, what was the what was the flavor of it? The one I have is Meyer lemons, and I think it is mine is Meyer so lemons good. too. It's really tasty. I have to admit, I am a very big fan of of uh, ciders. Yeah. And I'm even a bigger fan of Meyer's lemons because we have one outside of our house. Our, it's amazing. And uh, we. We love them. We love them. And this is so fruity and tasty and just overall just like a good tasting cider. So we're going to jump to our very first guest hopefully soon. I appreciate Brittany for nodding and suggesting to do this intro first (laughs) to get the shake off the cobwebs. So... Thank you, Brittany, for being so vocal in this intro. I You're so welcome. It. It's the most words anyone's ever heard me say. <laughs> there it goes. Our very first guest. It's really quick, really quick. Tell us your name. Tell us about the event. Tell us 
why it's so important to be here today. So I'm Eric Murko with AZ Food and Wine, AZ Yay, Food and Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for having us. You we bet. really appreciate oh it. Oh my God, we're so happy you guys are here. Yes. Um, the event is poor. Mm -hmm. This is a, we do these events on a monthly basis yeah. um, when the when the weather warrants it. Hold on, Haley. When the when the weather warrants it. Um, today's event, we're at Scottsdale Beer Company. Yeah. We've got uh, four, five fantastic partners. Uh, Page Springs, which is one of my favorite wines in Arizona. Uh, Oddity Wines that I haven't tried yet. I'm dying to go back there and try it. Mm. Oso Distillery, which a lot of people don't yes. realize. They, yes. do, they do distillery stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've been told that I have to try their coffee vodka. That's what, what I keep hearing, yeah. too. I got to go right yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then behind the bar, we've got Scottsdale Beer Company Tastings and uh, Cider Corp. Which you guys are probably familiar with cider corn. Yeah, we already just already tried that. Yeah. <laughs> so already good. Fans. So freaking good. Yes. And I can cuss, right? Yes, of sure course. I yes. yes. I, I don't mind. I don't think Eric would mind at all. <laughs> no, I think I have in the past. Um, and then we've got two other dishes, or food dishes. Uh, one are their tater tots with a, uh, there's some sort of a sour cream uh, oh, You're delight. speaking my language oh, right it's now. so good. And then I believe there's a ceviche. I'm not sure. I haven't Ooh, seen it or tried it ceviche. yet. Yeah. And then we've got our artist, uh, Katie Crawl, who's painting live uh, Johnny Cash. Yes. We and he, we've got a Chris Stapleton from a previous event that she did. And uh, yes. and we've got music with Mike Malachar. Yes. And uh, you guys doing our podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank well, thank you, Eric. I appreciate it again for letting us come and join you on this event. Absolutely. And then also, before you go, why... Why choose to do these sort of community building events? What does that entail for you and your business? You know, it's 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 a great question, and it really is just bringing community together. When when I started AZ Food and Wine, you know, one of the driving factors—I wouldn't say a driving factor, but it's Yelp, yeah. and everybody's sick of Yelp. <laughs> Yelp is you know reviews that you don't know what's real, what's not, and yeah. it's people online behind a computer. This yeah. gets everybody out and gets everybody together, it's and it's Raw. it's a community. And it, you know, the 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 newer, the younger generation. I don't want to make myself sound old, but <laughs> it's very experiential. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring these experiences into the community for sure. And uh, it's it's been wonderful so far. We've got a big event next week, uh, June seventh, in downtown Gilbert called Taste About. Uh, we're expecting over 300 people. Amazing. Um, yeah, we've got 15 different restaurants involved. That's crazy. Um, and then, you know, we're in discussions for some other much bigger events. So fingers yes. crossed we'll fingers, make those happen. Fingers crossed for, for you guys. And we appreciate, again, Eric, for coming and joining us for a quick second. And yeah. we'll let you get back to work. <laughs> okay. And uh, we'll wish you nothing but the best of luck. Well, thank you. I appreciate we'll it. We'll meet Absolutely. for vodka coffee soon. Exactly. Perfect. I'm in. Let's do yes. it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like with him, it's... When you're the host of the podcast, you have to be a little bit like Bruce Wayne, where you just have to like let your voice do all the talking, let the facade just be really the facade. So give us a little insight on Eric. Well, first, introduce yourself, and secondly, tell us a little bit about Eric and his co his hosting abilities. Okay, so my name's Alexis. Welcome, Alexis. Hi, Alexis. Thank you. Um, I actually know Eric because he worked with my dad before he started the podcast. Oh, okay. So that's how I got connected with Eric, and he's awesome. He's always doing something, something spectacular. Yeah. He's got big plans for the podcast. He's oh, excited awesome. for it. Him and yes. I have worked on both growing 
Um, he was growing a podcast. I was growing a photography business. We were doing it together, yeah. kind Amazing. of. Amazing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your photography first off. I want to know yeah. a little bit more about like that side of you and what you, what you, what what made you say yes to Eric. Like I would, I can't imagine a photographer saying yes to a podcast like this. <laughs> or a like, she's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I like trying to join in on this? Right. Yeah. So. He's just really great. Like I said, he was helping me and I was helping him. And I do photography because I love it. I love coming to events like this, getting to meet people, helping out, yeah. taking pictures. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the times he would invite me when I was getting started to just tag along to the podcast events. For sure. So when he had them set up, I would just go with him. And then I take the pictures and then he has stuff to be able to use as material on his Instagram for his podcast, podcast covers, all of those fun stuff. Right. Yeah. It just mixes really well. And then the people that follow the podcast are just really great. They're all such a community and they totally reach out all the time. What's your favorite story from one of these events? Because that's, I know that these events can get pretty crazy when, especially when you're drinking alcohol and things like that. Yeah. What's been one of your favorite stories to tell people? That's a tough one because I really don't have an amazing story. My favorite event was a dinner in the desert that we went to. Oh, yeah, with uh, Cloth and Plain? Yeah, with Cloth and Plain. That one was just amazing because everyone there seemed to know Eric. Like, he just walked up and he's like, oh, this is Alexis. Oh, this is Alexis. And I know all of these people. And I was like, (laughs) I don't even remember half of their names. Um, And it was just really cool because it's this long table of 100 plus people. And he knew almost all of them. That's crazy. That's incredible, too, that he can remember all those names. Yeah. And then I actually helped him redesign the logo to fit on the shirts. Oh, very Um, cool. Yeah. So that was fun. Looks good. Good job. Well, thank you, Alexis, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of insight on that side of of Eric. Because most people who, like, are fans... Either we'll meet Eric and be like, it's totally not what I expected, or like just be like, oh yeah, this is Eric. It's like I totally get the whole podcast thing. Oh yeah, he's so, totally friendly and he loves it. Yeah, he loves what he I'm, does. I'm so like I'm so fascinated. Passion. Yeah, he's just one of those people. Like I love his style because he's just genuinely curious, like oh, I am. Yeah. So I I, I gravitate about towards Eric is genuine. Yes. So. Thank you so much, Alexis, and have fun. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Welcome. First off, give us your name and who you're representing today. So I'm Bree Nation. I'm one of the owners and winemakers of the Oddity Wine Collective. Oh, welcome. Welcome, Bree. Yeah, we're kind of a newer winery here in Arizona. Very cool. And what made you get interested in wines? Um, It started actually at a young age. My mom was always drinking wine growing up and then uh, working in restaurants through college. Okay. So do you have like a professional like sommelier kind of background or are you just kind of winging it? So I don't have a SOM background, but I did go to school um, at Yavapai Community College, which oh, is cool. local here, um, when they just started a two-year degree program in viticulture and enology, so Amazing. the production side. Very where can, cool. Where can we find your vineyard? Uh, so we don't have our own vineyards yet. We're purchasing grapes from friends that are growers. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then our wines are up at the 4-8 Wine Works Cooperative Tasting Room in Clarkdale, which okay. is near Jerome. Okay. So tell us a little bit, because I've heard there's a new kind of growth in the North Valley, or the Prescott, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the Verde Valley. Verde Valley, yeah. yeah. So I hear there's like a big push for that, and do you know like 
the people behind it do you can can you feel that like reverberation of people wanting more totally. wine oh yeah i mean we so we live up there and we make our wine up there in a co-op production facility yeah and there are quite a few wineries up there that are um vary from wineries with with tasting rooms and vineyard right there okay to you know just a tasting room up there and production happens down in wilcox so it's kind of all split up and spread out about the state yeah but the verde valley wine area is becoming the heart of arizona's wine industry nice yeah are you hoping that later down the road that you guys will be a big key foundation of that and like start to help out other vineyards and other things like that and we are really excited to be here at the time that we're here, you know, nice. be part of the foundation for the industry. We all have full-time J-jobs in the industry, so working for, you know, the bigger Arizona fish, um, <laughs> yeah. who are awesome and super supportive of what we're doing, too. So, okay. Good. What yeah, kind it's of blends nice did you bring? What um, blends did you bring? So tonight we brought our new dry rosé. Um, the grape is Cunois. It's not super well known, but it's, it comes from the southern regions of France. Okay. Um, and then we brought one of our first wines actually tonight as well, which is a Petit Saran Sangiovese blend. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. Like, so I'm not a big, uh, like I haven't, I haven't found my palate, I guess. I don't know what, like I haven't found the right wine for me. And so it just takes practice. It takes practice. And so I'm very interested in trying that, that new one and hopefully be able to like add it to my repertoire. I'm trying to use fancy words, but I really want to get into wine. I really, I feel like that's the next step into my adulthood life. Awesome. We we support it fully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Britt, do you, do you have a favorite like wine like a favorite Every, style? Everybody who appreciates wine hates my answer. Pinot Grigio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a cheap that's, date. That's not a BS answer. A that's totally date. fine. <laughs> there's she, nothing wrong with Pinot Grigio. <laughs> she looked over. Thank she's like, you. no, there's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> I mean, we, we in Arizona grow hundreds of different grape varietals, Pinot Gris being one of them. Yeah. So you can go out and find yourself in Arizona Pinot Gris. Yes. Um, we're doing lots of diverse, different types of stylistic winemaking approaches in Arizona, as well as all of those different grapes, yeah. um, which is really fun, actually, as a winemaker in the industry to have access to so many different grape varietals yes. and be able to play with it stylistically and, and really get to know each grape and how they're doing here in our climate. Yeah. Love that. You, so you are in the production side? or yep. all right, So do you get to see like the whole process all the way through? So I try to stay out of the vineyard. Okay. I don't particularly love farming, but my boyfriend Aaron, who's also one of the business partners, nice. Um, Shout he, out Aaron. He is like the grapevine whisperer. He's really Ooh. in tune with the farming of grapes. Is he here today? Uh, he is. Can we he's, get him over here after you? Like, we can send him over. Yeah. Yes. He, he's a little shy. Oh, it's okay. I'm 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 used to that. Like that little shy introverts. I get the I get to pull that introvert out into the light Perfect. a little bit so. yeah he he for a long time farmed um for one of the larger producers here in arizona yeah and was really good at it but his heart's also in the cellar okay. and, and just really making the wine and someday we will have our own vineyards for oddity wine collective um, and he will definitely be in charge of that yeah. uh, but i love the fermentation side of it and the science, the chemistry behind winemaking, that's kind of my 
favorite part of winemaking. For sure. You know, on top of all the sensory parts. Yeah, where exactly. Where you get to you know, <laughs> smell and taste and assess. So from my experience, I know, I know that there's all sorts of wines and all sorts of categories and all of those things. For you, what has been your most iconic wine that you've tasted? Hmm. That's kind of a hard question to answer. I'd say the first Arizona wine that I tried that I loved uh, was a Mavedra from this little vineyard called Calibri Vineyard. Okay. Um, it's a really cool spot. I haven't actually been there, but the grapes that come out of this tiny challenging to farm vineyard are just phenomenal and I remember just drinking that wine and thinking to myself how special this is and how it really expresses that place that it was grown in and and just kind of falling in love with that and and it's it is really cool to watch something you can go out and taste a grape in the vineyard and then uh, when it's close to being harvested and then you know and then you bring it into the cellar and you process it and you start to ferment it and you're tasting your fermentations every day, monitoring the process as it goes along and just like watching it grow up. It's kind of really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. So before I let you go, there's one thing I need to learn as a wine taster, chilled or unchilled. So proper cellar temperatures, depending on what kind of wine it is. Um, cellar temperature is around like 54 degrees. Okay. Um, your reds are supposed to be consumed around what we refer to in the wine world as room temperature, but in Arizona that would be way too hot. Oh, so yeah. uh, like 68, 70 is okay. a good yeah. red drinking temperature and your white's a little bit cooler in like the 55-ish range. Um, but also with lighter, fruitier reds, totally appropriate to... S- Throw a little chill on that too, especially in Arizona, because yes. who yes. wants to drink a hot, heavy red exactly. in the middle of summer? <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. No so. thing. Well, thank you so much for coming by, and yeah. hopefully your boyfriend will be able to ease his way over here. Tell him that we don't bite. Okay, I will tell him and send him over. And good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Thank Have fun. You. Appreciate it. All right, first off, introduce yourself, who you're representing today. Right on. Uh, my name is Kale Ellsworth, and I'm uh, here on behalf of Oso Brewery and Distillery. Yeah, Oso in yes. the house. That's it, Oso. man. We're here. We're doing it. Turn up, making money. So, are you? Uh, how long have you been with Oso? Uh, about six years, to be honest. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah, it's a cool. It started out just a little small, yeah. little brewery, and you've uh, seen it grown. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, a lot of, lot of legwork and wore out a lot of shoe leather, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, man. And what do you guys have here to offer today at the event? So here we're doing a sample, um, sampling of our spirits um, out of our distillery uh, that they carry here in-house. Yeah. So we got asked, we come present that. We have a we have a gift box that we're, you know, doing a silent auction for. Just anything we could do. I mean, some Every people... bit counts. Yeah, man. Some people don't understand, like... You know, different breweries, like, oh, how could breweries do this to other breweries? I mean, we're all neighbors in the end, yeah. so whatever we could do to help, like, you know, you play nice. If they need a cup of sugar, man, we're here for you. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that with the uh, kind of the brewing industry, yeah. just because from the podcast perspective, we try to do the best. We, I mean, you see this. This is not my podcast. I'm helping him out, sure, co-hosting. Yeah, yeah. And so that sort of thing of, like, helping hands is just wonderful to see. Exactly. And it, I mean, I think Arizona's kind of tightening that fabric a little bit, which is yeah. really cool. That, How long you know, have you been here in Arizona? Uh, born and raised, baby. I'm All here. right, yeah. Local yeah. love, yeah. 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 No, it's cool. I love it. I've, I've traveled around a lot, but there's nothing like home. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so 
That's crazy, man. So I, I really appreciate you coming by to like chat us up for a little bit, but yeah. I want to get your take on what you, what Oso's offering. Oh, have you been able to taste it? Have you been able to give us the best description of what the what the distillery part of Oso is? You know, it's uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you know we're just kind of talking. Uh, you know, you can explore different avenues. You know, and just because you don't know exactly what you're doing, yeah. You know, like you just kind of do your best and. We put our best foot forward, so um, I think what's really unique about our spirit line is that we use a, a sugar cane vodka. Nice. And so, you know, I mean, gluten-free, yada, yada, all that stuff, but because the sugar cane gives it like a natural sweet finish on it, For rather sure. than your corn and your potato. So, um, you know, we have a pure product out of the gates, and then our guys actually, um, you know, we use real local product that we get out of Cottonwood, so we use, you know, our lemon peels and our orange peels and sure. you know they have different recipes for the cucumber and all this stuff but our guys spend a lot of time to get like the best product uh, yeah. that they can get you know we'll do 16 different runs just to hone in on what flavor we want nice. so the passion's there everything's behind it and every time anyone has it like we're turning heads all the time we're just a newer brand so people aren't really familiar yeah but more and more we're becoming you know more of a staple and that's being good. here local like we're proud of that too yeah so, that's yeah. really awesome yeah i've just been curious too because i've heard a lot on different like uh brewing and brewers and distillers you have to keep your your area clean something like along the lines that it gets real it's, dirty making all of these, yeah, these our, things yeah man like our our brewers will always say they're just glorified janitors like <laughs> they do they do like 20 percent like real you know like brew hose transfer all this yeah other than that dude they clean all day long but you have okay. to it has to be pristine like if you get an infection in your brewery like you're shut down for a while wow so, so you know yeah. you can't there's no skipping corners anything like that i was always curious Same about that that part because i've never really quite like i was like well i mean you're making so much product i can't imagine being that clean there's and a like, lot man you want to come over and see how we distill man i mean dude yeah. i would yes. love to see that we have a home base you know like that's what's great about being local is like yes. you, you come by monday through friday our guys are there jeff gets there at like six seven a.m and then and then greg will overlap and he leaves about 6 7 p.m wow. so so the, the still is up and running for show and same with the brewery like those guys are there all the time doors are always open so crazy, you know, there's no like magic curtain or anything i mean you know we're there we'd love to have people in just to kind of yeah, yeah see what's up yeah so. that's what i love about you guys you guys yeah. are always down to have people buy and just like drink <laughs> and have a good time. <laughs> hey man, that's you know that's the perks of it, you know for sure. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're making you're making fun in a bottle, you know. Yeah. Might as well like invite guests to come over and you know do it with you. That's what it's made for to enjoy. Yeah. Ain't so, that the truth? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you work? Uh, you know, sometimes nah, not much, <laughs> but yeah, once in a while you're like, oh man, I got to do this. But for the most part, like, I'm out here, I'm talking to people, yeah. socializing. Right, yeah, right. it's all good. So good. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, have a good time. It's you know, it's an avenue I didn't really expect to get in, but. You know, it, if it, you weren't doing this, what would came, you go into? Well, it, it came pretty easy. I, dude, I, I, I found myself. I, I quit my old uh, bartending job and I, I tried to do my own uh, like startup company. And I was yeah. working on that for a while, but I would go into Oso like once a week, and you know, I got to know the owners and the staff. Yeah. Like, oh, you should work here. I'm like, I don't want to work here. I love it here. <laughs> once I worked here, I won't like it anymore. And then I was like, kind of running short on money. I'm like, ah, you know, okay, fine. So, so I just, you know, I wanted like two days a week. So I fill an application and. I still thought it was a joke. And then, you know, two days, three days, five days, and I've been like, you know, pot committed. Like, yeah. I love my ownership. I love what our guys, the direction we're going, things we do for the community, tying, again, you know, working with guys like this that we all kind of get it, you know? Yeah. So 
So it's an avenue I didn't really expect to get into, but after I have, I'm like really proud to be a part of that. So yeah, yeah, pretty rad. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really awesome. And so it's the summer months. We're reaching hot weather. Oh yeah. And I need to know your go-to summer drink of 2018. Summer drink 2018. It could be a beer, it could be something from a distillery, something yes. that you concocted, anything. Just give me the summer drink of 2018. Oh, man, I would say we have a pretty rocket drink. It's called actually the summertime, to be honest. Okay. Um, we, we use a cucumber vodka, basil, uh, some lime, and some soda, a little simple syrup. Nice. Um, but our gin, I like our gin just as much as anything else. Okay. Um, you have to be into gin or not, but we've won 10 different medals. Nice. worldwide for our gin so it's actually really citrus forward okay and since we're adding like lime so the citrus already there nice i do that but it's super refreshing it goes down a little too easy Yum. But, yeah <laughs> a little too yeah, easy yeah well yeah. hang by the pool man yeah that bottle's gone before you know it you know yeah. <laughs> that batch mark you know the the pitcher's gone yeah absolutely but uh yeah beer wise you know we have a popsicle blonde that's a raspberry lemon blonde yeah if you ever had like a bomb pop ever in phoenix in the summer oh. it doesn't last long because it melts too quick right? Yeah. right well we took like that flavor kind of fermented it and so it's like a sweeter nice. enjoyable drink so Dude, that's yeah. so awesome. something like that yeah well thank you but, so much uh, yeah, for man. coming on board and uh hopefully we can go by oso and just chat it up and do some more podcasting yeah heck yeah you guys are always welcome yeah oh, pleasure to meet you thanks well, for having me good luck today thank you thank you why don't you first introduce yourself and then introduce the company again because I know we just want to hear it and we want to hear about you. Okay, cool. Um, my name's Aaron Weiss. Uh, I'm the winemaker for the Oddity Wine Collective. Yes, um, welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I would say, you know, to the very best of my knowledge, we're the smallest uh, winery in the state right now. Okay. Uh, just starting out. Hey, that's okay. When, when Slow and steady wins the race, I hear. Right. And when three, <laughs> three students meet and uh, that's all they can scrape together and yeah. put together a company, that's how it all gets going. So, so. so that's how it got started. Three yeah. three students, yourself included. Myself included and Bree, who we already talked to, and our business partner, Dave. Um, yeah. We all met in classes at Yavapai College in the winemaking program. Nice. Um, and it, it worked, you know. Dude, that's so awesome. <laughs> it just kind of, everything clicked. Uh, so I, she told me that you're into the science, like the, the actual brewing, like making of it. Yeah. And just the process and how it goes into every little bit of detail. I'm a landscape architect. I genuinely am interested in grape growing and like how vineyards okay. actually use moist, like all sorts of scientific like methods to make sure that these beautiful grapes are to the best of their abilities so i'm like genuinely fascinated about that part of it so can you give us a little well, bit of insight as you should on that? be i mean it's a really um uh endless yeah it's <laughs> I, a, I mean you could talk for hours and hours and hours about <laughs> viticulture and, and growing vines uh, especially in arizona yeah um here we have so many different varietals growing and because we're a, a uh, a young wine industry here. Um, we're still learning what's going to grow well. Yeah. Uh, we've we've narrowed down some varietals, but we have vineyards that have you know over 50 different varietals I think planted, and each one is uses nutrients differently, has different uh, yeah. drought tolerances. So um, playing with that, and then on top of that, you have different rootstocks for each okay. vine out there too, and you can make choices there. So. You know, there's a lot of people using a certain rootstock here. People are experimenting with other ones or going unrooted, um, which is uh, another option. I, I have well. a, I have a couple of questions about like 
So when monitoring these grapes throughout the season, yep. are you are you like checking moisture in the in the soil? What are you what are you looking for as far as the kind of uh, points of like concern? Um, it changes throughout the growing season. Um, so the big concern in the in the uh, early spring, right, is frost uh, yeah. with any crop. You know, we yeah. have things come out early, and in Arizona, people don't think about cold as being the enemy, but it really is at, at that time of year. Yeah, the early, um, the, in the early spring, you get frost in the morning, like really yep. bad, and yep. then it just kind of melts off because of the sun just coming up really And quickly. just like any other plant, it'll, it'll shrivel up and, and yeah. uh, cause a big problem. Yeah, you can lose a lot of fruit. Um, yeah. uh, so we battling that is our first thing, and you know, some vineyards have fans, some um, just depend on, on uh, well, not really doing fires these days, but uh, <laughs> in the past people have had fires. Um, and then as we get into the growing season, uh, of course we're monitoring water, monitoring moisture uh, in the soil and in the vine. Um, we want to make sure that it's taking up the, the water that we put down and that the, the water is penetrating into the soil deep enough. Yeah. Um, then twice a year we do, uh, at least the vineyard I work for, we, we do petiole uh, um, samples. So we actually send a piece of the plant okay. off to a lab and they give yeah. us, they work their magic and we give them a piece of green material and they give us a piece of paper back that gives an exact breakdown of all the micronutrients. Okay. And then we That's can decide awesome. from there, you know, what little nutrients we do because it's not like we're not home gardening here we want to we're we're very dealing specific. with micronutrients and we don't we don't want to give a plant a bunch of nitrogen if it doesn't need it yeah um and then so we do that in the beginning of the season then we do it uh um towards the end of the season as well to make sure that any adjustments we made earlier in the season actually were taken up and uh then it gives us an idea of what we need to add after harvest yeah. to um to make sure that we're going into the dormant season and, and setting the vines up for success for the next year. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a big. It's a big chunk of. It's a big ticket chunk, item there. And, yeah, and, chunk of the work. It's a bummer if you miss that. There's a yeah. there's a window after harvest that you really want to 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 make sure to get some nutrients down. Um, all those things that the plants took up over the over the course of the year, you want to be able to replace those so that when they wake up again in the spring, they're already sure. there. You don't want them to wake up without the nutrients and, yeah. and then have a slow start because of it. So. So let me ask you this: What made you get into into you know wine? Um, it was pretty random, actually. I mean, it wasn't too random. My, my father drank wine growing up, uh, or as I was growing up, I was always introduced to, to good wine. I had no idea the kind of wine I was drinking. I know, you know that's I what like, that's what most people like don't understand <laughs> is that when you're younger and you don't have this understanding of it or like concept of vast richness of things of like right. the purity and certain things like that you're just like oh it's bitter tasting grapes it's like it's right. not it's not anything fancy it's it's that but it's when you get into understanding it more and more that you're like wow this yeah. is incredible and i don't know when that exactly hit for me um there was a certain age where i started asking my father to teach me more and then he actually invited me my friends over and yeah. we had like a wine 101, wine 101 night yeah. um, and we opened like 20 different bottles of wine and he explained he totally geeked out about it he put the, like <laughs> a, a powerpoint together and like gave us homework and all this stuff that's like, incredible wow. yeah it was, like, was he a okay. sommelier or something yeah. no he's just into wine he just always has fan? been um, wow and he had like 20 bottles on him passion yeah, yeah. that's 
that's, was, that's cool. <laughs> um, which, of course, we were, you know, early college, and um, yeah. we drank them all. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a brutal You drink to morning. drink, not to so, taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we got to learn a lot, and then we did yeah. it year after year. Um, and when I moved out here, it had nothing to do with wine. I'm from Boston originally. Been oh, here okay. Since 2003. Okay. Um, but uh, I was living in Prescott, and I was thinking about moving to California just for a change of life. Nothing wine-related, but I found the program at Yavapai College for the winemaking. Yeah. And I was like, that seems like a great idea. Uh, it's cheaper than California. I can still live here. Um, so for about a year, I commuted back and forth over the hill from, from where Yavapai is yeah. to, to Prescott. It's about an hour. Um, Man, that's incredible. And... It, yeah, it was a really random decision. Uh, you know, it was about a week before this class has actually started, and I just wow. was like, oh, wow, let's do it. All right, <laughs> why not? I need a change. You know, just doing a handyman thing, like working yeah. for myself, um, and just wanted a change. And yeah. Well, we asked your uh, we asked your girlfriend about, like, the, in, the influx of... Uh, the community that's building out in Prescott and like the wine the wine community that's growing here in the Arizona have you seen that kind of build happening yeah so we've only been a part of the industry for since about 2000 mid 2012 mm-hmm. um, and just in that time I, you know i've watched it grow so much and not just the crowd of you know the the, the wine buyers but um, the Wineries have expanded. Um, there's been more wineries that have opened up, uh, yes. more vineyards planted. Um, but I think the most important thing is that, uh, as an industry as a whole, we've we've all been learning. Um, you know, even the people who have been around for a long time, sure. uh, everybody's getting better. People are getting better at growing grapes, so the, the the product going into the winery is better to start with. And winemakers are getting better at their craft. Yeah. Um, you know, when we first started out, you know, to be honest, there were some wines that I definitely kind of steered clear of, uh, you know, around the state. And more and more, I'm, I'm comfortable just saying, hey, go out and try everything. Yeah. It's, you know, if, if people are asking me for advice, uh, sure. you know, I, I would never blatantly say, hey, no, this place, don't go there. But, you know, maybe it was not on my list, you know, but um, I'm more and more encouraging people to just go out and try everything for themselves because there's a lot less kind of scary wine out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess my next and kind of like one of my final questions would end up being like as a local guy yourself, um, you know, yours is one of the smaller ones, but would you, what would your recommendation be for like if we wanted to go out and seek our very first local wine besides yourself, who would you recommend? Um... your chance to shout out yeah. a friend or something. You know, I mean, so I, I, I work for Merkin Vineyards and Caduceus Cellars okay. uh, for my day job. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be doing them a disservice by not saying, yeah. um, you know, go check them out. They, they're they um, they're great. Uh, uh, they, they let me play in their cellar and, and help them out. So I get to, 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 to be a part of that and I'm happy to support it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Burning Tree Cellars is a big favorite of mine. Okay. Arizona Stronghold. Um, Page Springs is probably the, the, the most beautiful place to go sit in the, the valley up there. I mean, it's, they've got the whole package. You sit on the porch at sunset watching the vines. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's a neat spot. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, you got to come check out our spot. Uh, yes. Absolutely. I don't know if you mentioned 48 Wine Works is where our wine is. It's a cooperative winery, so it's not just us. It's, it's, a, it's a, a four or five different 
nice. wines there, winemakers. Yeah. Um, and it, we're adding to it uh, soon. Uh, we have some some new tenants that that are, are going to be releasing some, some wine. So it's, that's a cool place to go try a bunch of stuff in one setting. Yeah. That's always going to be yes. fun. Okay, last question. Okay. Do you own a decanter? Yes. Yes? And, like, <laughs> should a first-time, like, a, a newbie buy a decanter? Is that appropriate equipment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. You don't always have to know what to do with it. Sometimes you could just be... Um, decanting it for fun because it looks fancy yeah. but uh, whether you're a beginner or someone who's been drinking wine forever yeah. uh, take note of how the wine's changing you know? okay. not all wines need to be decanted for sure but yeah. um, you know, if you're going to use it, take a sip as it comes out of the bottle and then let it sit for a while and I mean, because wine changes drastically you, know, you, okay. open, you pop that cork a lot of chemistry happens as soon as that oxygen starts hitting the, the wine itself uh, things change rapidly um, in some cases so. alright, well thank you, I appreciate thank all you. your help and uh, thank you for coming on thank have you. a good one, alright? nice to meet you guys nice to meet you. That was awesome. we got Jeff in the house how's it going Jeff? I'm doing good, how are you guys? Oh, we're, we're just chilling over here, man. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about the distilling part of Oso, because I know we just had, I, I already spaced on his name. Chase? Aaron. Jessica? Or Kale? Kale! Kale, That's yeah. what Kale. It was. I knew it was at the yeah. <laughs> We had Kale by, and he was telling us a little bit about, like, you know, the process of distilling, and his favorite drink was uh, the... Summertime! Summertime, Summertime yeah. yes. So are you are you a big fan or you, what's your favorite go-to summer drink? Ooh, well we just came out with our Meyer lemon. And oh yeah, that we is just, just had some of that. Yeah, too. it's just it's poolside all day. You know, just on the rocks anytime. Okay. Um, it, it shakes up really well with any type of mixer. Yeah. Um, and whether it's Sprite or just you know raspberry lemonade. You yeah, know? absolutely. But uh, I like it. So if you have like a gin fizz. Yeah. Substitute the gin for the lemon, uh, okay. and it tastes like a like a lemon meringue pie on the oh, good yeah. choice yeah good so choice. that's that's one of our top sellers right there and so is that what uh is that one of the ones that you've got included in the grouping today and Absolutely, what, what yeah. is the rest of them uh so we do have all, almost all of our flavored vodkas minus the horseradish for some reason i guess he just didn't bring it uh but we have orange lemon uh, the horseradish go look good oh with? bloody mary bloody mary that's, yes. I was like, what does that go with? You and speak she my just language. right off the bat. O- Oyster shooter. Oyster shooter. Oyster shooter. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that might be my route. <laughs> but, I mean, our owner, John, he likes to just drink it on the rocks with a like, squeeze of lemon. Yeah. It's it's a little out there for me. But, John, you know, what is going yeah. on? I'll try it. <laughs> well, you know, I guess he's from Michigan, so he grew oh, up okay, like, yeah. chewing on horseradish anyway. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you got to like it, but it's just straight wasabi. Yes. Yeah. Um, just like overall, what has you been your like so far? How how are you enjoying the experience here at the event? Oh, oh man, that's great! Like a lot of good turnout. Um, Scottsdale Beer Company is awesome. Their yeah. beer is awesome. Oh yeah, um, really good event. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, we we were super super excited when they invited us because we had no idea. We've never. We've always wanted to get a part of the brewing companies, and like because our podcast focuses on uh, local businesses. Okay. And so Oso, I've, I mean, I've been to Oso like numerous amounts of times. Like, like I told you, I've been to the Arcadia one, been to the North uh, North Scottsdale one, and I've always found Oso just to be 
a good time overall. The, the atmosphere itself is family. just very family, family. and open. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Dog friendly as well. Yes. Dog friendly as well. I mean, that's the huge part of it. You know, yeah. everyone, and we do all the charity events with yes. all the rescues. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Have you been to many events like that Oso takes part in? Oh, I, I've been to a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your kind of like favorite one to be a part of? Uh, doing the Gilbert's Farmer's Market. Okay. We do it every Saturday because oh, we, now nice. we just opened up in Gilbert. But yeah. we've been out there for about a year. We have a couple of friends that like sell out there too. Like uh, one of my favorites is Lettercraft. I don't know if you know Brendan out there, but his is just like laser cut just like beautiful uh, emblems of different things okay. and like his ones do, like he does heads of famous people that okay. like are magnets and things like that it's, that's cool he's got a bunch of stuff but he's like really dope cool guy and I I love when a company like this takes a part of local small events like absolutely like, like this one and has that been from your perspective Oso's kind of like bread and butter kind of like always taking part in community events absolutely um, we do everything from fundraisers from with, with the school in Arcadia yeah. to like I said the uh, the local dog shelters yeah. um, any anybody that asks for any type of like donation we usually have like a gift basket or something for sure. or you know we do, we donate spirits when we can uh, beer as well. So, yeah, he's very involved all the time, you know. Um, I'm sure his taxes at the end of the year are looking pretty pretty complicated. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's just kind of his M.O., you know. He just always wants to be local, uh, help out other breweries if we have to, you yeah. know. Like, we're, we're a big family, so, like. We just met the fellas over from uh, Helio Basin Brewery. Uh -huh. Those guys were really cool, and I just like imagine that's basically how a lot of these brewers are. Like they're just really laid back, fun guys, and yeah. just like overall. Do you guys get into any shenanigans in the distillery, or like I feel like those kind of like workspaces are kind of oh between the, like the brewery. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, they give us a lot of uh, crap because you know they're well. There's only two of us. Yeah, and there's like nine of them. Nine of them. You know, yeah. between all, all the locations and stuff. So I yeah. Guess we'll invite the distillery guys. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it must be nice that you get to sit there and like watch it, you know, your your still drip, you know, while I'm on my feet, kind of a thing. But uh, they they think they have it bad, but you know, they don't know what bad is. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I just again, I really appreciate when someone like yourself comes to these events because we get to gain so much knowledge as far as a customer standpoint. Absolutely. What's your first tidbit you would give like a beginner that's trying to get into the distillery business um save your money, save your money. <laughs> <laughs> uh if you're planning on making whiskey like uh, plan on making a vodka okay <laughs> you know because whiskey takes time yeah and whiskey need, takes a lot of time and you need something to sell and yeah. vodka is like one of the top selling is the top selling like product in the world so yeah. Um, yeah. First, baby steps. Work your way up to those yeah. longer processes. I mean, we all want to make whiskey. I want to make whiskey. Yeah. You, know? but you also got to make, you know, vodka as well. Got to make them dough first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? I mean, from your perspective, what makes your product stand out from some of the other local products? Um. Well, we like to strive to think that, like, when we make our flavored vodkas. You know, for Amara lemon, the orange, the peach whiskey, uh, the grapefruit, we use the exact 
ratio of sugars that you would find in a real peach or in okay. a real lemon. Uh, the acids, you know, malic and citric acids. So in our bottle is exactly that, nice. you know. So the, the ratio that you find in one lemon is in our bottle. So it, it's okay. it's it's more natural uh, to me to have the real ingredients that you would find in a real like citrus uh, flavored vodka. You know? Sure, sure. Well, yeah. Do you have any? I want to try all of these vodkas. Yes. You are preaching to the choir over yeah. here. <laughs> I'm hoping that we can come by and just like chat it up and go by and talk to you guys. Absolutely, yeah. always welcome. Mm. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeff, for stopping by. Thank you. It's a quick Band-Aid rip, thank and I know you, you guys are busy over there. Good luck today, and good luck with everything in the future. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have all a good right. one. Yes. You found us. I come mean, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a headphone. Let's get started. First off, introduce yourself. What you got going on today? What you got in the drink, first off? Yeah, no, it's the sour. Oh. Pineapple sour, it's good. Mm, nice. No, I'm Adam Green. Actually, I'm one of the writers for Arizona Food and Beer. Awesome. Oh, very I did cool. the preview for Scottsdale Beer Company in this event tonight. Thank you. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay. Welcome, so, Adam. Welcome, Adam, first no, off. thank you. My name's Jose. This is Brittany. Hi. <laughs> So what we got going on today, we're just trying to ask people, you know, what what interests them, what's great about this event, what have you picked up so far from what's going on? Yeah, no, I mean, it's obviously any time Arizona Food and Beer does an event, yeah. I'm going to be interested because they're good events and they're good causes with Courtney's Place here, too. Like, this is a good foundation, a good cause to be a part of, but... Mostly just anytime Eric says, hey, we're doing an event, you want to be a part of it? I'm like, sure. And I'm, I guess yeah. being the writer who did the story on this one, I knew a little bit more about it. Yeah. But still, I love Scottsdale Beer Company. I'm out here a good amount of the time. I live kind of in the area. So nice. it's just all these things that are like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, you have to twist my arm that yeah. badly, I'll go. Yeah, exactly. this is fun. Yeah. I'm very excited to get your perspective on kind of the community of brewing and since you're a writer yourself and just kind of the overall aspect of community that's got going on yeah. here. Like, I've been in journalism for probably 10 years or so. I used to do sports. Oh, okay. very cool. And probably in the last, I don't know when I got into craft beer. It's probably been about five or six years. Wow. But really in the last probably calendar year, I've started to meet a lot more people who oh, are into craft cool. beer, whether they're brewers or just people who, like, do bottle shares and things like that, just the craft beer community. And I love it. Like, nice. this is the most fun I've had doing pretty much anything. And if this is a job, it's a fun job, awesome. right? Like, I mean, you guys exactly. have, sure have met a lot of people, too, in the oh, industry. Yeah. And, I realized beer people are fun people and maybe a little quirky at times. Yeah, exactly. and, you know, not everyone, it's not a hundred percent of the people are the most amazing people you'll ever meet, but at the same time people have fun with craft beer. Mm. Absolutely. And you know, talking to Doug, one of the owners here, about how they got into the brewery, they're like, they just wanted a place that was good craft beer and there wasn't one in Scottsdale when they opened this place up back yeah. in two thousand fourteen. I guess the end of two thousand fourteen, early two thousand fifteen. So they just want they're like us. Only they know how to own a brewery yeah you know like they're just like us they just want to drink good beer have a good exactly. place to hang out have some fun and have delicious tasting beer and that's what i think everyone in the craft beer community is like just have a good time yeah. it's like, so cool try new things enjoy new things enjoy good stuff but just just have fun yes. yes and you said you were a writer for the sports yeah sports section can you give us a little bit about your take on the draft pick that we have coming up <laughs> well i i should probably qualify this with a I'm a University of Arizona guy, too. Woo! Uh, Go Wildcats! So, bear down. And uh, yes! 
Finally, uh, somebody I on this mic. I roll from the, the sun devil over here. Yeah, I sensed that. Yeah, no, that, was, that was pretty obvious. Now, if I'm the Suns, I'm taking Aiton just because I think he's a dominant player, and I look at him and say his his floor is probably, I guess it's him or Doncic, and yeah. I think Aiton's floor is a little bit higher. Okay. And maybe Doncic's ceiling is higher, but I'm not even sure that's true. When you have a seven foot one guy who has like a 40-inch vertical, Assuming he stays healthy, there's no way he's a bad NBA player. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's not Hakeem, maybe he's not David Robinson, but he's not going to be a bad player. Yeah. Whereas Doncic, to me, and I don't, I didn't watch any of his games. I don't get the, the European Inter- games. Yeah, yeah, you don't like, get the international yeah. channels. <laughs> but I'm sure he's a really good player. There's a reason yeah. why people love him, and I know a lot of really draft nerds who are just so fond of that guy. But that, to me, it's obvious. You take eight. Like, yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's kind of like the, the perspective of of a lot of like writers apparently because they're saying like you don't get the european games you don't know what he's like with other nba players I, like caliber players that's true i mean you could say the same for the college guys too because how right, many right. players that eight and faced are going to be nba quality guys yeah. you know, especially in the pac 12 but, but, if, but you, if you get if you catch them on early on those au kind of things that like pop up that they're playing from an early age on forward and into college that sort of thing of like the quality is there. Yeah, and you've been you've been following them a lot longer, and I think that's the thing where just like a sports writer, and I'll say this for myself too. I was never like a like I covered the Cardinals mostly, but obviously okay. did a radio show to cover the Suns and all that yeah. stuff. And I'm not like a sports geek. I'm not the guy who just follows every little yeah. thing, does the analytics. Like I would cover it as I just want to tell the stories. Yeah, sure. right. Same here. I, I I'm thoroughly in love like yeah. just the the overall arc right. of people's backgrounds. But, but people like us. We're not watching, like we say, we saw DeAndre Ayton play his entire season at U of A, and yeah. you'd heard of DeAndre Ayton for years growing up. Yeah. We didn't know who Luka Doncic was. I'd like to think the Phoenix Suns, whoever scouting these guys, probably has a little bit more background on them than yeah. we do. And I think that's the trap sports writers fall into, because chances are, and that's not their fault, because I'm telling the same trap when I did it. Yeah. I didn't watch these guys. I don't know anything about them. So you're already biased towards the person you've seen just because you can talk intelligently about them. You can write intelligently about them. Like For sure. So I, but all that said, I'd still take DeAndre Ayton because guys like that don't come around very often. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just one of those things that, like, I always get to nerd out with someone that, like, kind of gets the story arcs and things <laughs> like that because I, you know, that's basically what I do on a daily basis is yeah. just the podcast side. I get to understand the overall story and kind of really enjoy that part of it. And that's the fun thing, I think, like what you guys are doing too and in my chance to get to know more of the brewery people, more of the beer people, there's, there's so many stories to tell. Absolutely. And granted, it's I guess it's not so much of a niche thing. It kind of is. Craft beer is still kind yeah. of a niche thing for people, but there's so many people who like it, who are a part of it, and just to hear their stories because I done a story, I did a story on beer research. And so that was the first one I did for yeah. AZ Food and Beer and okay. learning about how that came to be. Cool. Then this one, then the story, and it's just there's so many stories out there that you never would think to ask, you never think to tell, because even brewers and people who are involved, they're kind of modest about it. Like they're just yeah. here to have fun. Right. A lot you of know? them too Humboldt. are experimenting. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Like they're they're us only with business acumen <laughs> and an understanding of how to brew something and willing to take that risk. So yeah. that I appreciate, and I'm happy to tell that story. And I'm sure you guys to learn those stories, to hear yes. those stories. Yeah, absolutely. That's a treat. Like. When I was so talking to Doug fun. before this, we talked like an hour and a half almost. Wow. And obviously, I've never had a sports interview go that long. Yeah. But <laughs> we, was just, we were just having a conversation about the brewery, the beer. I mean, that's 
to me, that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people like that, not to diminish what, who Doug is. He's a great guy. But I found the more people in this industry, that's just, that's who they are. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily broadcast their stories, but they're happy to share it. Yeah. And you just need someone to draw it out of them. Yeah. And sure. That's why I like doing what I'm doing. Why I'm sure you guys enjoy doing what yeah. you're exactly. doing. Like, it's just fun. Have you thought about doing your own podcast, or do you have your own no, podcast? No, you guys are too good. Oh, come on. You you have a very good, like, gap. Like, well, good are you, are you, gap. Are you hiring? Oh, <laughs> more than that, I mean, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast whenever you want. I'll keep the door open I, for you. That's pro- I used to have a radio show out here. Oh, very cool. So, awesome. in theory, I'm probably cheating. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Dude, do, you should just jump in on it. I do it. some podcasts. U of A Sports, actually, yes. I have one I'm a part of. Nice. Um, so, no, like... This to me has always been the most fun, just talking with people. Yeah. And, like writing is hard yeah. sometimes. Because like, you got to think of the word that makes sense. If you're just talking, you just say it. Just say no it. One say what's on the heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Eric, we were talking about, he's like, oh, you, you'd be fine. I'm like, oh, I know that. Like, <laughs> I'll talk, be okay. We're talking, about, we're talking about beer, though. Yeah, and that's exactly. the thing. Like, it's, not, it's, not, it's like sports to me in yeah. that it's not serious. Like, you're telling stories, it's fun. Yeah. And it's not as contentious as sports gets, you know, with debate, oh, is MJ or LeBron the greatest ever? <laughs> doesn't matter but beer isn't like that beer's just you're just enjoying you're it just enjoying how it. could you not do this in with a smile moment, i mean yeah. i could not have a beer when i was doing my radio show yeah so, exactly i can have a beer doing this one i yeah. think right yeah. Is that yeah. okay yes. yeah that's totally Cheers fine so, that. so we're usually we're asking people um the main question is like what's your summertime drink and that's a good question to ask you because you've been now a part of this community for a while what do you think is the go-to drink for the summer now it's that's not the right question to ask me oh okay because people do like people don't do stouts during the summertime out here right and i <laughs> you're do a, you're a stout kind I, of guy i save all my barrel aged stouts because i just want to drink them like it's never not stout season for me okay i get but it but i definitely like some of the citrus ipas okay like borderlands their tool avenue is one of my go-tos during the summer nice. because i know a lot of people who don't like ipas but they'll drink that okay so i go to like a pool thing i'll pick up a growler or something it's oftentimes that sweet but for me really my summer drink is whichever one's in my hand whichever one i decide to go with you know <laughs> that's a good one i love it that's like, my dad's drink that's, like, what, what, that's, what, that's what, my dad's drink i'm i'm usually like i tell her like i'm i like during the summer months i like to go a little bit crisper so i'll go to a cider actually Ooh, okay i'm and not a so, cider guy i haven't got there yet yeah so i i actually do the ipas during the fall time and i don't know why i just kind of like lean that way towards the fall time okay. so I'm just vodka straight colds. That's Simple. synced. Okay. Nine, synced. Ninety yeah. calories. <laughs> no frills, just drinking that. Yeah. 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 Shot of vodka. That's, that's why I keep her yeah. around. She's just straight to the point, right? Yeah. There. There's no. <laughs> uh, give us a little bit of. Uh, anti- I want to know about Courtney's place. Okay. You yeah. Keep turning me off. Tell so, me about Courtney's place. I know you said earlier this yeah, great I, if event. If I'm being honest back. with you. Yeah. Like, I read a little bit about them. That's okay. It's more it than I know. It wasn't enough for, to yeah. even tell you, talk intelligently about them. But I know okay. from talking to Doug, he is a really big fan of the foundation and what okay. they do. Awesome. And it's the type of thing where, like, Scott's still a big guy. I can tell you, like, I know from them, like, they're all about charity here. Yeah. So, like, they're doing Courtney's Place tonight. They've done so many other Phoenix Children's Hospital, high schools and things like that. Yeah. Like, these guys are all about charity. So, I think Courtney's Place is a good foundation. But that's just one of the many that these guys sure. help yeah. out. So I can definitely speak to that okay. more so than just what Courtney's place does. But yeah. I know it's a good foundation. Obviously, everyone's here. They're supporting it, whether sure. they meant to or not. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's the type of thing that it's just events like this are good for that. Yeah. For sure. You know, because no one's going to be unhappy. Everyone's a part of it. And 
Yeah, so I'm talking to Eric. It's a good turnout tonight, and you guys have seen everyone coming in, too. Yeah, we've seen a huge like line come in. It's yeah, a lot of people here. And Holy moly, I looked away from that painting, and now looking at it now, I'm just like, she did that really fast, that Johnny Cash one. Yeah. Wow. She, that's Gorgeous. incredible. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I'm a paint-by-colors kind of guy. I could barely do stick figures and stuff. Like I can't draw a straight line, and exactly. she's doing that in like 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's impressive. It you was guys a, got this one here too, like yeah. right next to you. It was a blank black canvas when we first got white. here. It's was, okay, you're you're colorblind. No, it was black. It was white. It was a white. It was white, and then she probably painted it we're all. Gonna it was all yeah, it was we're gonna settle on yeah, gray. We're gonna settle Whether on gray. Whether it's A Y or E Y, we're just gonna say gray. I, I like your style. I'm a middle child, so I got to compromise. You know, exactly. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it. Hopefully, we can give you a chance to be on our podcast and talk a little bit of U of A ASU basketball. Always be happy, especially <laughs> basketball. I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Let's do it, man. All, All right, right. Take it easy. All right. Thanks, <laughs> guys. We are here with Eric. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you for having us on. Oh, absolutely, We had a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. Are you? Are you talking yeah. to lots of cool people? Yes. Lots Adam, of cool people Adam, here, Adam, right? Adam has been my favorite so far. Adam, that's awesome. I love Adam. You, you, you met Adam? Yes. The writer. Adam came in, and I was like, oh, my gosh, who is that guy? He's got to be someone cool. Yeah. Yes. He's yes. like, who is that guy? I'm like, oh, that's Adam Green. He's our writer. One of our writers. Yeah. So, Eric, introduce our lovely guest. Yes. This is my lovely wife, Jackie. Jackie. My number one. <laughs> She's introduced me as I'm... She's so nervous right now. I am. So... Uh, she was on for the, was it the last poor event, right? Yep. And Helping. Chris Dodson was like, so how do you feel about Eric like doing this? Like, and she's like, oh, it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I'm like, come on, this is your opportunity. I mean, I well, I want to, I mean, be honest, like, cause you know, podcasting, it's a crazy thing. Like to, to, to tell people like, Hey, my full-time job is I talk to people for a living, like, and drink beer and drink, drink beer. beer. Yeah. He's got the best job. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, like, as a spouse, you know, there's a level of like, I need you to, I need you to hold your end of this bargain that we we, we both said yes to. <laughs> it's like, has that been has that been hard through the early stages? Yes, when he was working like eight jobs at once, that okay. was the hardest. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, but yes. now that he's doing this full time, it's the best. It's okay. like a life changer because he's so. Look at him; he's just got the big smile. <laughs> Seriously, look at him. how can you say no to this guy? <laughs> how can you say no to that? Yeah, you can't yeah. say no to that. No. <laughs> and you guys have kids together, correct? We do. Yep. We got two little girls. Two little girls. Four and six, little blondies, just like me. Yeah. So, and they no. just see dad as like he's just a. He's just enjoying like, his oh, job. Dad, that's Dad and his beer podcast. Beer podcast. That we say. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't even tell you this. I was uh, so I was I picked the girls up from school yesterday. And I was driving, and they love to roll the windows down. Yeah. So they're in the back seat. They got the windows down, and Callie's yelling out the window. She goes, "Hey, everybody, free T-shirts. Tap that AZ." <laughs> what? That's what? Awesome. Yeah. And I was like, Callie, they're not free. And she's like, I'm just saying that to get people. I'm like, ah, oh, that's how she gets it. So it's so yeah. cool though because she I would gets, always she gets the marketing. She does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Yes, that's good because I don't like I. I'm the worst salesperson of all time. He's bad. Yeah, yeah. He would give away everything. For I would. Right? Oh yeah, like, free stickers, free T-shirts. Like those cost. Yeah. Yes. But no, the girls were like, uh, I would tell them like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast or you know go into to a brewery or whatever, mm-hmm. 
but there was one time somebody came up to me, I remember at the restaurant. Oh, yeah. And this guy just comes up. He's like, are you Eric Walters? And I'm like, yeah. Like, do I have a phone call or something? He's like, he's <laughs> like, I love your podcast. I'm like, what? It was and my cool. six-year-old's looking up at me like, holy shit. This is happening. Yeah. Really this cool. is happening. Was proud, she was proud. Yeah. She was totally proud. So now they know I do it full time, so they That's love it. Awesome. They think it's the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And then uh, uh, what do you, I mean, do you mind if we ask what you do for a living? Ken, I guess. I don't know. It's not oh, that it's cool. Very it's, 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 okay. it's secret. It's very okay. I want to know. I'm in property management. I have air quotes air if you can't <laughs> tell. Property for, management. For the podcast listeners, there is air quotes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There are, yes. So but I, she loves it. She does do. really good I, I at have, it. I like the structure of mm-hmm. the 9 to 5. I work for a huge sure. real estate company. So it's nice that I have that and the benefits. And then Eric is the, the, the creative, the hippie. The hippie. The, the, you know, My the husband, the hippie. Yes. Yes. You guys are that real life yes. ABC show. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Exactly. My husband, yes. the hippie. That yes. is a great that, name. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're on to something. Yeah. 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 We're totally doing it. Yeah. Dude, everyone has been so, so incredibly nice and open with us. And even yeah. Some of the more introverted, you know, brewers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have you, like, just overall, everyone has said that you are the kind of guy that's just pure, genuine. Yeah. And I want to know, like, from your perspective, what are you trying to strive with this community first? And then, yeah. secondly, where do you get that passion from? Like, I've always been curious, like, because that's what yeah. I, I tried to ask you in the first time. And just like, I just want to know, like, what drives you to keep going with this? You know, so I always, I always had a feeling, and I always tell Jackie this too, and then, and I don't, know, I kind of laugh about it, but I always had this urge inside of me that I, I knew I was meant for something. Yeah. Right. So there's always something creative that I wanted to do. So I went through like, I wanted to do architecture, I wanted to do photography, but nothing stuck for more than a couple months. Okay. So I started getting frustrated, and I'm like, I know I was meant to do something. Like, I don't know what it is. So. When I started the first music podcast, I'm like, wow, this is cool. All yeah. right, I'm, I'm digging this. Yeah. Um, but then when I converted it to the craft beer, okay, that's when it stuck. Yeah. Because, like, ask her, like, I've been doing it for, what, almost two years, a year and a half. Yeah, a year yeah. and a half. Um, and my desire has not, it's, it's grown. Okay. So in, in a year and a half, yeah. So wow. I'm, it was very early on that I was like, this is it. This is yeah. what it, and what I love about it is, craft beer is it's creative but it's also blue collar right like you can have the best recipes in the world with your beer but if you looked at the guys back there they're sweating their asses off like you can you can create this but then you have to actually make it you know so i like that that aspect of it um and you the first question you asked was where do i want to go yeah where you want to push this community to so you you hear about San Diego, you hear about Denver, you hear about Portland, all these craft beer meccas, right? He's air quoting. Yeah. Yeah. Air, air, air quotes. More air quotes. <laughs> More air quotes. Thank More you, Jackie. More air quotes yes. for you. So I want to get Arizona on the level as being a craft beer destination. Yes. And not just craft beer, but just craft beverage. Because like we see right here, we've got a winery, we've got a distillery, uh, we've got a cider maker. Yum. Yeah. Right? Everything is craft. Like, And these are all fairly new companies. Um, I'm pretty sure every one of them, except for maybe Page Springs, maybe Oso, are less than five years old. Um, so, That's crazy. Yeah. So I want to do my part to help um, Arizona get on that level of where San Diego is, Portland. Dude, you, are, you are definitely helping that cause out because I genuinely listen to you, like your podcast, all the way through. And I'm like, 
this is good stuff. Like yeah. I learn so much and Thank just you. enjoy the conversations with yeah. the people that you sit down with. Yeah. And I, I like, it's hard for me to like sit through something all the way through. <laughs> right. like, I'll, fa- I'll, you know, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts, but like on two times the speed, just oh, yeah. to kind of get, get the content <laughs> and just kind of listen to it quickly. But with yours, like I need to listen to it all the way through just to soak it in all the way. Cause I mean, again, it's like, it's everything that I like. It's craft, it's local, it's just genuine. And that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for. And yeah, your dude. podcast is dope. God, so thanks, thank man. You. Thank you awesome. for letting me. And you thank don't even you. have to like love beer. To, I know you don't. To it. You it's really don't. Great stories. And, I mean, yeah. there, there are episodes where you guys don't even really touch upon the like beer part. Yeah, and... I forget about it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, you guys make beer here, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just cool because I tell, like, I tell them before we start recording. I'm like, look, if if I could sum this all up, I want you to tell your story the way you want it to be told. Yeah. And then and then they know at that point. And now I'm developing the reputation of people. I'm not gonna corner somebody and say, well, why did you make this beer nobody like you know i'm not even interested in that yeah. i'm not even really interested in reviewing beers um people have said you need to be more honest like every beer can't be the best beer ever i'm like well to eric the, they are with the <laughs> right mindset so i'm just a positive person and that's uh, what i want to do for this community yeah. so yeah i'm i uh i wanted to know because the last time we talked we talked about the beer that you put together with i think either mother like the blueberry did uh, you dark ever sky. Get, yeah, did you ever get a never chance? Never got to, to taste no, it. No, never, never did. Never did. Are you ever no. going to get another chance? Well, yeah, because it, well, I, th- I hope so. Because they said it was really, it went over. They said, well, if, if it helps, it was really good. And everybody loved it. I'm yeah. like, well, let's make it again. Yeah. Because then I yeah. can, yeah. So maybe I can I can taste that one. Yeah. Dude, uh, the next time you make a beer, please let me come and like watch just for a oh, little yeah. bit. Because I... I know that it's messy. I know that it's, but that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. I want to be a part of that process, like getting in there and just touching everything. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Like it's fun. Like the smells that you used to hate. Remember we used to go to Mother Road, and people were like, "Oh yeah, it smells like potatoes." That was me who said that. That was an exact quote. That was an exact quote going on. Well, I kind of thought the same too. Now. I go into a brewery and I'm like, oh, they're, they're, cause it's the mashing aspect of it. Sure. Like when you're boiling the grains to get the like sugars out. Yeah. I love that smell now. So I walk in like, oh, this is great. <laughs> um, but it still smells like potatoes to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, but no, absolutely. Yeah. You, you can join in with us. Uh, yeah. When I say us, I'm like saying them. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to go there and drink. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep, I, I keep asking them about like the cleaning process of like, keeping your workstation clean because I never really understood because that's what I learned from your podcast is like I never really understood what it took to like make it and I'm talking to these guys I just learned like dude everything that you do is vital to the process because you know every little ingredient has a bit of something that you have like every little bit goes into it affects your overall experience with the beer and the effects the beer in general yeah absolutely so. well the clean like a lot of uh, brewers will tell you they're just basically professional cleaners because <laughs> most of their time is spent cleaning like cleaning because if you just brew something and then leave stuff in the fermenter or in the mash tun or whatever like it's it's you can't do that yeah. and some brewers uh one in particular 
Sorry, I'm going to throw you under the bus, uh, Dustin from Helio Basin. Uh-oh. Uh, no, he takes he takes pride in that. You talk with Dustin. Yeah, yeah, I did. He is, like, sterile, like, super, which is great. That's something you want to have in a brewery. Yeah. Um, but his, his stuff... He gave me a little tour one time, and he was showing me the glass that they have with some grains in it, yeah. and like eight grains fell on the floor. And he's like, "Oh man!" He gets a broom, and he's like sweeping it out. <laughs> I'm like, that, "You want to see that, though, yeah. right?" So that's why his beers are so clean, yes. you know, literally yes. and figuratively. So uh, we have another we have another guest here. We've oh, got, uh, we got one more you. guest. Yeah. Oh, we have we ha- oh, oh the doc. The- Guys, thanks. I'm Hello? gonna go uh, get another drink. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yes. great job on the tunes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. yeah, those, just... are, those are the beautiful tones of our <laughs> of our local singer of the night. Yeah, yeah. can you hear it back here? Yeah, I could oh, hear it yeah. all the way yeah. back here. Awesome. We're so here. why don't you introduce yourself and how long you've been yeah. doing the singing game? Yeah, uh, my name is Mike Malakar. Uh, I've been performing around town for um, probably like 10 years. Nice. Uh, doing it full time for about four, four and a half now. now oh, congratulations here, so. to that, man! Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's been good. It's been pretty good. Um, yeah, staying busy. Uh, this good. year, my goal is to hit 300 gigs in one year. Wow, so, dude, that's incredible. <laughs> a little behind schedule, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get there, dude. So you you have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. And I mean, your repertoire is just it's a. Right now, you did a lot of covers, but I'm assuming you have some things in the, yeah. in the bank that you, you sing that are originals. There's a couple of originals out there. Oh, okay. Kind of depends on the crowd, you know. Yeah. This this uh, it seems like a cover happy crowd, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have a, a website, uh, MrMal.com. Okay. M R M A L dot com. Nice. And there's links on there and videos and stuff. that links to uh, iTunes and Spotify and stuff like that, where I have a couple tunes available. Beautiful. Yeah. As it came out with the EP back in like. 2012, I think. Dope. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Yeah. Are you from I, Arizona? Um, I've been here like 11 years. Okay. Uh, before that, Pennsylvania for about 10. Oh, what part? So, yeah. uh, like Allentown area? Shut right here. I grew door. up in Allentown. Yeah. Oh, really? What? Yeah. That's crazy. I, I was, uh, I spent between the ages of like 5 and 13 out there. And wow. uh, I was actually like, I moved here because my, my mother's Native American. So, okay. I moved back to the res. And, but you know, I go, I go and visit every so often yeah. and it's just like, I mean, that's, that's really what I knew when I was a kid. It's like, know, Allentown. Right? Yeah. So it's a great town. I thought yeah. it was good. I lived in, I grew up in Nazareth. So it's like oh, okay. right yeah. outside of Allentown. Right outside. Most yeah. people would have known Nazareth yeah. though. Not out here anyways. Been to Dorney Park? Oh yeah. Oh, every yeah. summer for a while. Yeah. Dorney Park, Hershey Park. Yeah, there you go. Jersey Shore, you know. Dude, yeah. Fun times. Yeah. I, um, I tell people all the time, Hershey Park. If you go, like literally, it smells like chocolate twenty four seven. Yeah, you can smell it before you see it. Yeah, I, uh, I saw uh, Dave Matthews Band there back in like uh, two thousand four oh, or something like that. One of my favorite shows of all time. Oh wow, so show. dope. Love what them. what uh, what led you out here? Uh, my mom too. Yeah, she ended up moving out here. Okay. And uh, yeah, I followed eventually. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dude, that's incredible. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. Dude, Thanks, you got to come on our podcast. So this is sure. this is tap that az. But we have our own separate podcast we're co-hosting today, okay. and it's called Finding Arizona Podcast. Okay. And so basically what we try and do is try and find people like yourself that like have local businesses, have local like yeah. entrepreneurs, and we just bring them on and just to let them tell their story. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. Dude, for sure. yeah, yeah, definitely. Just do it long term. Absolutely. Be, yeah, that'd be a cool thing. So you're a local guy that is doing this song, singing, singing and stuff like that, and I want to know... What's the community like? Because we actually, uh, we've only had one local band come on our episodes. Okay. And uh, the 
two local bands. Which one? Which? 43rd Street. Oh, 76th Street. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, 76th Street. And, uh, fairy, fairy, uh, fairy Bones. Fairy Bones. Oh, I've heard of Fairy Bones. Yeah, yeah Chelsea and I used to work together, the oh, lead nice. singer. Yeah. And so she was just like, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. And I was awesome. like, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> She's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great band. Um, yeah, the scene's pretty awesome. I, I always think I know everyone because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. And then I see or hear about someone and I've for sure. never heard this guy. And he's playing more gigs than I am a year, you know? Yeah. Happens almost every year where there's uh, someone someone you, you don't know is in the scene and, yeah. and doing it, you know, doing the same thing. So that's, it's pretty nuts. It's, it's, it's bigger than you think. You yeah. Know? Who are some always, people that inspire you? Um, yeah, like Dave Matthews Band is one of them. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, this guy, Keller Williams, a little lesser known, but he's a solo looper guy. Uh, cool. Ed Sheeran when he was coming out too, that he was nice. inspiring. He's he's the guy who got the the 300 gigs in a year idea from. I, I heard okay. he did that. So okay, I'm trying, okay. To, I'm trying to get to that level. Yeah, <laughs> just try and push the envelope. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Got it. I mean, yeah. Before I start, no kids yet, no marriage or anything like that. So got it. Before any of that happens, I feel like <laughs> this is the time to do yeah. it. Dude, you are killing it though. You, cool, thanks, man. It was a lot of fun listening to you, and uh, from an overall perspective, you got something going on, dude. Oh, thanks, man. Hopefully, can get you on the podcast. Yeah, um, I'd love to. Do you guys have any requests? I'm about to get back up there. Ooh, Britney, go ahead. Is it Britney Spears? Oh, no, 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 no. Britney has yeah, Britney Spears. Yeah, I mean, I'll sing. Just Backstreet kidding. Boys. That's that's nice. my, yeah. Some insane, some Backstreet Boys. I might go over well here. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun crowd. Anything will go yeah, over. It's a fun we'll crowd. Yeah, some 90s. We'll do some 90s, 90s yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Throwback. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, right. thank you again for yeah. coming on, and I uh, appreciate it. Me. And before you go, let everyone where they can find you on your website. And Yeah, so you can uh, find me on Facebook at uh, Mike Malachar. The website is MrMal.com. That's M-R-M-A-L. Uh, that has all the links to Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, thanks again. Thank thanks, you guys. Nice. Yeah, nice awesome. to meet you guys. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. There we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. First off, introduce yourself and who you represent today. Who I represent. I'm Josh, and I'm one of the co-owners with my brother Jason of Cidercore. Yeah! Welcome, Cidercore. Welcome. Thanks for having us. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. And uh, so tell us a little bit about how long has it been going on and what made you guys even decide to do this sort of thing. For sure. Yeah, so we started uh, commercial production in September oh, of last cool. year. We opened our tap room Veterans Day of last year. Nice. Awesome. And uh, we've just been growing it since then. So very, Dude, very new. That's awesome. Very new for sure. Um, what got us into this is a super long story, but the short of it is uh, my brother was in the Marine Corps. Okay. And when he was in Afghanistan, <clears throat> he suffered some injuries mm-hmm. that when he returned, yeah. Left him kind of trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. And um, we're big craft beer guys. And okay. that was kind of our initial thought was like, hey, let's start making beer. And that'll help with some of the processes that he's going through. Yeah. Um, and then really just kind of the the lack of cider. Yes. Good, in our opinion, like good tasting cider, yeah. good um, crafted cider. Uh, Dude, I'm a cider guy. Yeah. So I was telling, really? I was telling Eric before, I was like, my summertime is, I try to go in a little bit more on the cider side. Okay. And just from my perspective, it's like I, I can drink cider like all day right? Yes. and just kind of enjoy myself with it. Yeah. And so when he told me that you guys are going to be here, I was yeah, super yeah. excited because I've never met any local cider business. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm very like, I'd love to get you guys on our podcast 
to just kind of yeah, just yeah. To, like because this is a cool like a cool story because just yeah. I mean from an overall chills, pers- chills like yeah. people want to hear that sort yes. of thing too, and I'd love to talk to your brother if if he'd be open enough to like talk sit down and talk with us because yeah. I think talking absolutely helps heal in a sense. Totally. Yep. We met someone not too long ago that suffered from PTSD from a sexual assault. Mm. And his therapy is going around town and telling people his story and like just really helping people understand that at the end of the day, this is his therapy. Like this is his chance to meet people and help them understand what he's trying to go through and help himself go through it by trusting other people and being able to open themselves up in conversation right and so i always believe that talking is a healing process and totally this is what we love to do is yeah yeah for sure i mean i think as as humans like we all we all have stories Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you came from somewhere you came from somewhere this guy came from somewhere (laughs) Um, and like all of those stories have been shaped by different things along along the way sure and for us like you're exactly right the story element has been therapy like that's part of why we started making cider in in jason's garage was it gave him time and i uh him and i time just to like make something yeah but also just kind of talk you know and let him kind of process a lot of what was going on and just be a listening ear the one thing that doesn't really happen outside of podcasts in stories right is yeah. we don't tend to listen yeah we don't tend to listen to people which is where the therapy and kind of the like growth happens sure. is in listening and letting people share so uh, yeah we would love to sit down yeah absolutely for sure you're more than just a brand you're you guys are more than just a cider i mean we had a chance to try some of them earlier they're phenomenal but can you you. tell us a little bit about the flavors that you brought yeah so uh we have three flavors we have the simper aloha which is our hibiscus dry um dry in the mouth really crisp um and then has the floral tartness of the hibiscus flower um The next one is Dodd Pod, which is our tamarind and Meyer lemon. Ooh, yes. so that one was a little more on the yeah. sour. That one was amazing. That was one yes. was, yeah, that was that was delicious. That was yep. good. So, great summer drink right there. Mm-hmm. Really refreshing. Yeah. Um, and then the third is our camouflage, which is our Moscow Mule inspired. So. Oh, nice. So it's ginger, lime, caracara, and a little blood orange. Sweet. So yeah, that's dope. I love Re- it. It's really nice. I love your um, names too. Your your branding is just yeah, yeah. full circle. It's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, we have three here tonight, and then. Um, they usually have one to two of our ciders here regularly. Awesome. Oh, very cool. Um, and then at our tap room, we have about 15 different ones oh, on up. the board all the time. Yum. Can we, so. so we're definitely coming by. Yes. <laughs> and, and we have a cider slushie. Oh, now so, you're speaking yeah. our language. When it's 135 degrees yeah. like today, uh-huh. yeah. it's ready to go. Yep. Dude, I'm, Josh, you are now my new best friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I was like talking to Eric one time, and I was like, I just want to get, like, because he was like, he made a, a, a beer. Uh, I don't know with who, but it was like a blueberry kind of, mm. uh, what did he call it? Dark horse? And uh, he... He never got to drink it, but I I thoroughly want to make a cider and be able to like just 
say I made that and just be like we made it from ingredients that yeah, we yeah. picked and we did the whole processing together yep. but I'd love to do something with you guys to like that would make cool. that happen for sure just be like finding AZ cider <laughs> yum that would be cool. we'll I love that, that. <laughs> yeah man um, tell us a little bit about just kind of your overall um, just like what your experience has been with the community and just like doing events like this too mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure you've done more than one but what has your experience with the brewing community been like it's been really good really good um, the, the craft beer community yeah. in the valley is really strong good. and there's a lot of just like really good people who are welcoming people in mm-hmm. and initially honestly we were a little bit nervous just because we are a part of the craft beer community uh in our personal lives you know as far as like we love craft beer and we spend a lot of time around that community yeah but no we knew historically kind of like how cider is viewed yeah and so for us kind of like there was a nervousness of going into that community and just seeing like how are we received how you know Uh, how is this gonna uh, go down how is this gonna go down yeah but what's been great is like the level of just science and education in the beer world mm-hmm. has a and and kind of like the level that we hold ourselves to in cider making has gained just like an appreciation from these people sure and um i think jump on in <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we have one of the owners of scottsdale beer company how y'all doing, doing good. Good. what's up josh what's up Thank you guys for being here tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, Why don't you introduce you. yourself before we get started? Well, you, you summed it up. I am Doug Ledger. Uh, <laughs> What's up, Doug? One of the owners of Scottsdale Beer Company here. How's and, it been uh, going so far? How's man, the event going? Tonight was amazing. Uh, we had an excellent turnout. Uh, this is our first time working with Arizona Food and Wine. Okay. Uh, we've done some work with Eric with Arizona Food and Beer. Yeah. But having AZ Food and Wine and AZ Food and Beer in the house nice. in their first combined event uh, was a real honor to be able to host that. Absolutely. And, of course, we were doing some work tonight for Courtney's Place, which is a favorite charity of yes. ours. Yes. And can we you, really can moved you, it. Can you give us a little bit of insight on what they do there? Because yeah. that's what I've been trying to trying to hone in on because I really yeah, absolutely. I, I, I heard about it. I just don't know the specifics. Yes. Well, Jim and Cindy Carpenter actually were here tonight. They're the founder of Courtney's Place. Okay. Uh, They have a daughter uh, that has developmental disabilities. Okay. And about, uh, gosh, I guess it's been uh, 11 years ago now. Wow. um, They knew that after the Arizona school system uh, basically doesn't have any options for uh, developmental disability kids after 23 years old. Yeah. So they looked at their options when they were in Arizona, and they didn't really like what they saw. So they wanted to start a place where their daughter could receive the care that she needed Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Uh, while they were, you know, off work, and so yeah. they started Courtney's Place. It's just a small grassroots organization. Oh, uh, wow. Today, uh, there's 35 families that have uh, loved ones that are assisted at Courtney's Place. There's 22 people on the waiting list. Uh, they built a unique center over on yeah. Sk- uh, Shea and Scottsdale that actually uh, allows for a higher ratio of wheelchair students than any other special needs care center wow. uh, around. All the state facilities have much lower wheelchair ratios. Uh, they have three uh, three large vans so that they can take. Uh, take everybody out uh, there's a lot of interaction with the community they have yeah. hydrotherapy animal therapy music therapy uh, one of my buddies uh, Danny Nichols over from Lifetime Fitness at Alpha across the street we yeah. teach a workout class there the first Wednesday of every month awesome. um, Adam Alula from uh, dude, the Body Lab teaches you <laughs> oh thanks that's, man that's incredible. I'm rambling because you can tell it's near and dear to my heart yeah dude uh, but in all honesty it's it's truly what you guys are doing it's a thankless job and you guys are just like I think one of those things that like what we try and do 
is really try to highlight those stories because I think everyone should hear this. This yeah. is this yes. is a very vital, important part of the community yes. that not everyone gets to be a part of or hear about or so get a, get an opportunity to yep. let their voice and their story be told. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand the challenges that families with special needs members really sure. face every day. Absolutely. Um, you know, there are kids at Courtney's Place that literally require 24-7 care. Yes. And if you can imagine being a two-income family um, and facing that challenge on a daily basis mm -hmm. with little or, little or no help from the state and, you know, fighting battles with the insurance companies all the time for, uh, yeah. the, you know, underwriting the care yeah. that those kids need. Um, I mean, it's sometimes a hopeless and helpless situation for these yeah. families. So Courtney's Place is truly a beacon of light, and it's a center of hope Absolutely. for Arizona. And the, we're in, in plans now to uh, expand. Um, we're talking about residential facilities. Uh, we're talking about multiple uh, facilities here in Arizona, moving awesome. into Tempe and Chandler and some of those other areas where uh, there's families that are in need there. So, and the, you know, the employees of Courtney's Place are really sure. the ones that deserve a lot of the credit because uh, they have an amazing staff. Chastity Gray is the director over there. And uh, every day, you know, their, their nine to five is to w uh, work with those kids and help those kids and yeah. really provide a quality of life that, that, that the students there otherwise wouldn't have. So uh, it's very important for us to do what we do. And uh, it's a thankless job for them, but we're happy to be here helping them tonight. Let me ask you something. So you have this charity that you're very much a part of. Is this business kind of like your refuge from kind of the, the daily? <laughs> I mean, like you said, it's, it's a challenge to be... Uh, a parent and someone who facilitates this this uh, foundation yeah. for you is this just like fun and therapeutic for you to be a part of this business as far as the brewery goes yeah as far as the brewery goes yeah I mean I've been in the restaurant business my whole life okay uh, my business partner Tom has been in the brewery business his whole life yeah um, so for us it's a comfortable space to okay. live and to yeah. work in um, but I've said before that you know, it, just making beer and just having a successful uh, restaurant really doesn't do it for us. You know, we've worked for good and bad restaurants yeah. alike, and, um, and we're proud of what we accomplish here. But um, it's not enough to really satisfy, um, you know, what we want for our lives in, yeah. in a bigger way, in a, in a larger purpose. Yeah. So being able to um, devote a lot of what we do with our time and energy and our profits to help the community really gives our business a soul and it gives us a greater purpose and it's actually uh, allowed our work family to become like a, a real family yeah and uh, you know the SBC staff they volunteer for all these events yeah they volunteer for the Courtney's Place annual fundraiser they volunteer for the shop of the cop fundraiser that we do uh, and I, I mean I'll be honest personally I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't find any satisfaction in just having a you know a successful business regardless of what it is okay. um, we, we measure success uh, our, our measure of success is how much good uh, are we doing in the community? What That's kind awesome. of impact are we yeah. having? That's um, awesome. You know, we have to be a profitable business in order to remain solvent and be around. Yeah. Um, but once that box is checked, um, you know, the next the next uh, measure for us is how much good are we doing? Yeah. And, you know, that, that pays dividends. Um, I believe, you know, personally in the giver's gain. Um, but, you know, one day SPC will go away and won't be here anymore but the needs of the community are going to remain. Absolutely. And so we hope that, you know, the work that we do with uh, events like tonight and, and Eric, you know, was kind enough to designate a portion of the proceeds tonight you know, to a charity. Um, hopefully that will echo long sure. beyond um, whatever we do here as a brewery. You know, in the end, we're making beer and yeah. making food. We don't take ourselves too seriously. You know? Having fun. <laughs> um, but where we can really make an impact, yeah. um, you know, that's where my laser focus is. Good. Um, 
and, and again, that's where I find my personal fulfillment. I mean, that's that's, that's a, a personal goal of mine. But the relationships, you know, that we've been able to form in the community and the tangible and intangible good that we've been able to see come about from our charitable efforts, to me, it's the most rewarding part of, of being in, in the business. Sure. The brewery business is very fraternal and very charitable in general. Yeah, that's so, what we were just talking about. Yeah. yeah. So my attitude fits, you know, really well in that model, and, and the SBC spirit and the, that philosophy really fits well in this industry. Good. So there's a good match there. Um, but I wouldn't be doing, you know, what I was doing if, uh, if we couldn't have the kind of impact that we have. To Absolutely. me, it's the lifeblood of our business, and it's what gives us a lot of purpose. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were we were saying that. Uh, Josh here has um, a couple of his ciders on tap. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, how does someone who's just starting off yeah. and want to come to you guys to ask you know, for some space on the yeah. tap, how does one approach that with you? Well, with these guys, it was a no-brainer because, I mean, <laughs> Good. I'm not blowing smoke. Best ciders that I've had you know, anywhere. Good. Um, very creative, very inventive, local, which we, you know, we try to be as wholly local as possible, um, but just quality. Okay. You know, it's, we're an easy sell if, yeah. if quality is, is the, the underlying um, uh, denominator, you know, for, for the product. Yeah. Um, they're great guys, too. You know, uh, Josh is a great dude, and they have a great story. Yeah. But that aside, it's quality. Okay. You know, um, we, we pride ourselves on the quality of our products, so we look for that when we bring in outside vendors, too. Um, you know, we, we want uh, the stuff that we bring in to be on par with, with, with what we make. Sure. And, I mean, literally the best. I mean, we, we, we had our little party where we sampled ciders, and I was like, there you go. man, I was smiling the whole time because <laughs> we get tons of samples. I mean, we have salesmen in here every day. And uh, when we tried the Arizona Cider Core ciders, it was a no-brainer. I mean, we dedicated a line, yeah. you know, to their, to their brand that's awesome. instantly. Dude, uh, that's, and it, that's it was cool. easy sell. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Very, very uh, diverse uh, choices in the flavors that they're doing. Yeah. They're using local products, um, and uh, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's just really good stuff. So it makes it easy for my staff to get behind it, too, because yeah. they try it and love it. And they sell, you know, people sell what they love. And so, um, it's, I mean, we, we have a really hot cider line anyway. We sell a lot of cider because it's gluten-free, and there's some other advantages yeah. to it. Um, but, I mean, their ciders are flying off. Flying out of our taps. That's what uh, I like to hear, man. Yeah, Good. literally. Yeah, so we're, pound, <laughs> we're pounding through it, but it, it's, it's, uh, we don't deserve any of the credit. It's the quality of the product. Um, and that's how we assess all our vendors, you know, from the people that we get our local produce from to our proteins, uh, guest beers. You know, it's, it's all about quality. Wow. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate Thank your you time. And uh, before yeah. we go, please let everyone know where they can, where the store is located here, yeah. okay. and then also where they can find you guys online. Sure, uh, we're at uh, 8608. I think, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 8608 East Shea Boulevard. We're on the northwest corner of Shea in the 101 in Scottsdale. Uh, we're at Scottsdale Beer Company uh, on uh, Instagram, Facebook at Scott Beer Co. Sweet. And uh, you can find us on www.scottsdalebeercompany.com. I always say www. I always get made fun of for that. Hey, it's okay. That's how I do it. Yeah, if like you need to find yeah. us on the interweb, <laughs> yeah. we're at And Hey, man, I've seen you over here talking for like four hours. So right, you're, doing, you're doing a killer job yourself. I, I you appreciate it. And please let us come back because I would love to Anytime. just, because our podcast is just focused on um, 
local businesses. Yeah. And basically, we've been wanting to get into the brewing side, and that's where we met Eric. And yeah. and just it's been so opening and eye-opening yeah. and rewarding for us to be a part of this, especially something like this event. But it's just overall, we've just had a wonderful time with every brewer, every owner, every person involved in something like brewing. Arizona beer is such a killer industry, yeah, man. It's, exactly. It's saturated with great people. Exactly. And it's growing, so it's a really exciting time to be involved in this industry. So yeah. you're welcome here anytime, man. Thank o- you, man. Open door. Oh, All right. You, thank you guys so thank much. You. Have a good one, Doug. Cheers. Thank you. Josh, let's jump back into it because yes. I, you know, you and your brother are very... Are you guys close? Are you guys like, how how many years apart are you guys? We are about three and a half years apart. That's how me and my brother are. We're about three. Yeah. Sort of close. Are you the younger one? I'm the older one. Oh, you're the older one. I'm the yeah, older one. Yeah, I'm the older yeah. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. He follows what I say. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys from Arizona? We are not. We are originally from Kansas. Kansas. Oh, wow. What We're part of Kansas? Midwest boys, right in the middle of Kansas. Wow. Okay. Small town of 12,000 people. Wow. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What made you come down here? Uh, I moved out here first. I was... Uh, after high school, I moved out here with a friend. Okay. Uh, we were on our way to California. Got stuck. And <laughs> stopped here and met girls, got married. Oh, wow. Here Can we are. And, Aww. How long have you been married for? Almost 12 years. Wow. Congrats. Wow. That's awesome. What she, What'd she think when you were like, going to make cider, baby? What was that uh, conversation like? Well, she's a financial analyst. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. That's, That's a great so conversation. When it was like, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. It was like spend some money. <laughs> okay, that means risk. Uh, Let's see. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, but again, uh, that it's me and my brother. Yeah. It's family. Yeah. Um, she knows. Obviously, she knows the story. Um, she's been a part of it, and so she's seen like how rewarding it's been. Yeah. For both of us, and how helpful it's been to Jason. Yeah. Uh, and so. That kind of tames the risk a little bit. I mean, there still is risk sure. involved when, when you're starting something that there's nobody else doing what you want to do. Um, that's really intimidating. But um, yeah, she's been she's been cool with it. It's it's got its up and ups and downs, you know. Like yeah, starting absolutely. A Every business does. Rough, and, and you are you're killing it, man. I I, I honestly can't imagine now like. After seeing what you guys and hearing your story, I can't imagine buying any other cider. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna have to call you guys 24/7 just yeah, like to bring it, have yeah. it on tap at the house. Bring our growlers. Yep. Bring our growlers. Well, thank you, Josh, again for coming yeah. on this episode. And I, again, I can't say this enough. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful background, mm-hmm. and I hope that it's nothing but upwards from here for yes. you guys. And yes. so, before Cheers. you go, let everyone know where they can find you online. Yeah, you can find us at CiderCoreAZ.com, or as Doug says, www.CiderCoreAZ.com. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, sometimes Twitter. Okay. Um, and then we're in downtown Mesa. Yeah. So you can find us at 31 South Robson in downtown Mesa. Nice. Okay. And right. like I said, we have uh, our cidery and tap room. Yeah. We usually have 15 ciders Dude, and there. a yeah. cider slush. We're, de- we're definitely doing so, a date night over there. Yes. Date We'd love nuts. to have you guys over. Yeah. Show you around. Absolutely. Do another podcast. Yes, please. Absolutely. With Jason 100%. involved. 100%. We'd love yes. to be involved. Yes. So. All right, man. We'll take it easy. Have a Thank good you. night. All right. It's good to meet Thank you guys. You, good to meet good you. Good to meet you.
Well, wow. welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I, so tell us a little bit about what you guys do and kind of your backgrounds, because I don't know anything about you guys. So, like beer drinking background? Sure, why not? Oh, Let's okay. l- learn a little bit about you. We have you. to talk about beer only. I, d- I didn't know. Okay. okay. You don't have to, but okay. you can. You what do you want to talk about first? You go ahead. You want? Uh, my name is Shannon. Shannon, nice <laughs> to meet you. Eric. What you got drinking? What you uh, drinking? This is the Monkey Juice Hazy IPA. Nice. Ooh. Good yeah, choice. Scottsdale Beer Company. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. So good. Plug, mm. plug, yeah, plug, plug. Always. <laughs> um, Eric Walters, Top That AZ Podcast, okay. happens to be my cousin's husband. Oh, yeah. so family ties. Yeah, that's why I said, like, if someone asks if we like him, Jackie's you be your like, cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie's my we cousin. Love Jackie. We love Jackie, too. Eric, yeah, we tolerate him. Yeah. We invite him to Thanksgiving. He comes along. He brings <laughs> the beer, though. He always. Always. Yeah, and that's, the that's the great thing yeah. about him. He the always stickers. brings the right, right beer. Always. <laughs> Sometimes not the right beer. Oh. You haven't gotten into the drawer. Or like the... Have you been in the drawer? Yeah, like the darkest, stoutest, porter. Chewiest. Yeah, yeah. like chewiest. Do you have a spoon? Yeah. Uh, well, and a knife, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you guys for coming on, and I know that this must have been difficult for you guys. I'm putting air quotes because he's probably asked you guys yep. to be on before, and he's just like, now is like, look, it's someone else. It's not me. You guys can right. talk to this person. I Tyler. heard Jackie was air quoting a lot earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. She on, a, on a non-video. That was <laughs> it's awesome. funny, though. She, yeah. like, we, we just, you just emphasize the air quotes. You just say, oh. I'm air quoting, and then it's just there. Oh, <laughs> they get the inflection in your voice, right? Exactly. Like, Eric's so cool. Cool. Yes. Yeah. You gotta add the extra O's at the end of that. <laughs> so Oh, cool. And so you guys, when you heard that he was, he's like, I'm going to do this podcast just solely on beer. What was your guys' take? Like, because I always knew, I always feel like you have to tell the family. Otherwise, it's like, it's, it's, it's weird not to tell your family what you're doing. So it, it always comes back to like, you know, your in-laws are always your toughest critics, I feel too. And so what was your guys' take when he said beer podcast? Well, I'm not an in-law. I know you're not. Yeah. I'm just out of Yeah. I was, oh, I, I get, okay. um, so Eric Walters loves beer. <laughs> I mean, that guy loves beer more than anybody I know, right? And my <laughs> husband likes beer. Eric's father-in-law likes beer, but Eric Walters loves beer. So we kind of knew something was brewing. All of a sudden, he like we'd come for Thanksgiving or Christmas, or he'd come over. Yeah. He'd have all these random beers. And they were all Arizona beers, which was really cool. Cool. Um, especially before the craft beer scene really blew right, up. Right, I mean, yeah. that, probably right. this place wasn't here. There were a lot of places that, that weren't in existence, yeah. right? Um, but, like, Mick Fate Brewing was his first kind of favorite craft brewery. Okay. And so he'd bring that, and, you know, every time he'd be like, you guys have to come, you have to come, you have to come. <laughs> so we'd always go hang out, and we'd always have all these beers, and then... One day we were in the garage and we were playing that little game, you know, uh, Tiki Toss or whatever, where you okay. try to hook that little ring. And yeah. he looks at us and he goes, oh, hey, I'm like, I'm going to start this podcast and it's going to be all about Arizona beer. Oh, and Nonchalant. here's the logo. Yeah, here's Nonchalant. the logo. Like, what do you think? Oh, and, and here's a sticker. And can you put that on everything and like 
Okay. All, <laughs> all right. at once. Tell yeah. everyone. Yeah. And, and you know, if you know Eric, right, everybody likes him. He's an instant hit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Agreed. you can. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. known him. How long have you known him? Uh, three weeks, yeah. <laughs> Since yesterday. <laughs> so, Since uh, November, I think. I think we were all on board. And I think it helps when you have people like that like beer, like craft beer, are not afraid to try sometimes mm-hmm. what might not be your favorite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it was cool. We all totally supported him. And good. Yeah. I think That's it's, good to hear. It's been amazing to watch it Aww. yeah take off I know I'm proud of him Aww. I'm making a little fun <laughs> well tell us a little bit about you Chris what's what's your background in yeah so I'm Chris I'm, I'm actually Eric and Jackie's neighbor what yeah. that's crazy so I moved in last November and oh, awesome. uh, I was that's walking that's not three weeks I know. It, it took us a while to warm up to him. Just accept him. The, yeah, weird, exactly. the weird guy. The weird guy. The creepy guy, like, looking through the blinds. I, I finally got accustomed to it. I guess I got to go over here and talk to I my neighbor. I'll talk to this, this, this creepo, yeah. So I'm, I was walking my dogs, and I, I meet Eric because he's taking in his trash can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he tells me all about kind of who he is, what he does. and. Yeah. His, his opening question to me was, do you like beer? What? Who like, doesn't like beer? Does Rhetorical? Does you know, do something? Yeah. And, does the uh, Pope wear a funny hat? It, yes, he <laughs> did. Exactly. So I go home and I tell my wife and I said, hey, I just met our neighbor and uh, I think he's my soulmate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. He, he wants to invite me over for beers and uh, he told me all about his secret stash. Oh, or maybe not his secret stash, his... Off limits stash. Oh, okay. The prime, the primo beers. Exactly. Don't touch unless I'm here. Beers. Got yeah. it. So uh, I came over, you know, a couple weeks later, and he tapped into it. Told us all about his podcast and his kind of initiative and his dreams, and he's been doing this for a while now. And yeah, and that's been like a year, right? Yeah. I, think. yeah. I mean, which is is also pretty cool. Like his reach in a year. Yeah. Oh, pretty Incredible. awesome. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's busy every night. It seems like. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was neat. I enjoy it. Yeah. Eric's a good guy. Family's good, good people, and uh, I enjoy drinking beer with him. Yeah. That's good. I'm always glad to kind of hear the perspective of like people who are a part of the podcast or host life when they, the, the podcast isn't on, because it kind of really shows who they are verbatim like yeah it's not it's not a lie he loves beer he's not just doing this for the show right he's like really into it he's a nerd about it that sort of stuff his family you know his neighbor is like <laughs> just, really, just met him yeah. just yeah. met him and he's like already telling him about the podcast so it's like it's really cool to kind of get that that full spectrum of him um i'm i'm curious like what's he what, i mean is he easy to like shop for now that you know that he's into beers <laughs> Well, I don't have to buy a lot of gifts for Eric, you know, because I'm just like his cousin. Uh, But when I do have to buy him something, it is definitely a beer that he's either mentioned on the podcast, (laughs) that he's told me I should go buy and try myself, because I know it's tried and true, uh, or like a really cool beer glass. He loves beer, like glass beer glasses from different breweries and stuff like that. I was going to say, does he have any any other weird like quirks or things about him that like people wouldn't know from the podcast? Hmm. I mean, that that pretty much says it. Like the weird, like the the add-on to the beer is beer mug. Right. Have you seen his collection of like, you know, I don't even think I have. I was telling him, so some people I work with, they are super... I've never met somebody who likes beer as much as Eric. 
but this person <laughs> I work with, he's super anal about his glass temperature, ah, his own beer fridge, nice. the beer that you're not allowed to touch unless he's with you. I mean, all these similarities to Eric, so um, it all makes sense. From a gift standpoint, I was actually thinking, you know, I'm ashamed to say, but I have... I'm six days into the 24 beer, beers of Christmas, so I'm, you know, five months expired past now. But I'm like, maybe I'll just give that to him because I, I made it through six six days. A little expired. He's a little anal about his born-on dating, but but maybe I'll give him that too for Christmas. I don't nice. Know. Yeah. He might actually just thoroughly go through them, like, he might. within two weeks. He might. The problem is he checks those stamps on the dates, and he... Yeah, he's, kind of, he's a date snob. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is good. He yeah. actually that might be one of the quirks. Is he's definitely a date snob. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he doesn't drink it past the. the yeah, pie. and if he goes to like a growler store or something, um, I can't remember the name of the place. It's not far from here, but it's where Tombstone had brought in like a bunch of one of their beers. Yeah. And he was like, oh, "You're all one day past the date." And oh. I was like, "Did you buy them?" No. No. Of course not. Okay. I would have bought them. Yeah. I would have bought them. What's one day? I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. I I would have never looked at it. I would have thoroughly bought (laughs) bought them and just drank them the next day. Uh I went to that Hus thing with him last week, and he was he was showing up at at Slide Rock, and he was showing us all the born on dates. Don't. There was probably thirty of us sitting there, and he was telling us all about. No, this one's fantastic it was bottled three days ago and we're sitting in sedona drinking it oh wow how good does that get that's freaking awesome that's That's so cool are you guys excited to like just see where he lands in this whole mess of uh doing the podcast doing the yeah for sure for sure i think you meet a guy like eric right he can talk to anybody i mean i think we'd all agree with that oh yeah so he's gonna get in anywhere he wants he's already done some podcasts in his home state of Ohio. Woo! Ohio. Oh, Ohio. East Palestine. <laughs> uh, so it's cool, right? Because people are getting on. If you look at like Instagram or, or some of the other social media, yeah. people chime in from all over the U.S. And I think oh. that's really cool because he's yeah. got something going and it doesn't just have to be Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I've been asking everyone this question. What's your summertime beer? What are you doing for 2018 for the summertime? When it gets hot here in Phoenix, got to have a good beer to go to. What's your go-to? First, Chris. You know, quite honestly, I travel a bunch. Okay. And so I'm pretty pumped. Southwest brought on the Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy. That's delicious, nice. thirst-quenching beer. Nice. But uh, I like your style. Yeah, it is good stuff, man. But yeah, Santan Hef is good stuff. Uh, I, I drink it all. I love it. That's probably my go-to, though, in the summer is the Summer go. Shandy. It's good stuff. I got to go with Santan. Yeah. But it's going to be the galactic moon juice in That's the good. ever-delicious grapefruit. Wow. Grapefruit. That's so good. good by the pool. Choice. Super hot. And you're like, I'm salivating. I buy, yeah. the, I buy the variety so pack like once a week. Yeah. So the good. Hefts, I know. The pineapple. Oh, my God. That is good. Together they're so far away. Yeah. We actually, uh, Santan just put in a new spot in... Uh, they're in Arcadia, uh, Midtown. Midtown, yeah. Yeah, they're at like 7th Street and yeah. Glendale. They took over... Bethany. 7th Bethany Street, Home. Bethany Home. Bethany yeah. Home. Yeah. They took That's over right. the Zeta House. Yeah, Zeta House. That's what it yep. was, yeah. Yep. Yes, we like that area. That's yeah. why I was like, when we went by the last time, I was like, there's a Santan here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, thank you guys Good again time. for coming thank on the episode. You. I'm sure Eric was just like, just thanks for having. Just go, just go. Yeah, thanks for having. Yeah, absolutely. Any any family member or neighbor of <laughs> Eric's is more than welcome on this episode. Very cool. Yeah. So thank thanks you guys for having very much. You. you guys enjoy Appreciate yourselves. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Oh yeah, get in oh, here yeah, too. She is. <laughs> she is. Get so, your headset on. So why don't you introduce yourself first and then introduce the These the guys charity. are the main two squeezes there, <laughs> believe me. Hi, I'm Chastity Gray and I'm the executive director at Courtney's Place. Hi Chastity. And I'm Melissa. I'm the program supervisor of Courtney's Place. Hi Melissa. Nice so so how do you guys feel about the event so far? I just want to get your guys' perspective and what you guys are feeling so far. It's fantastic, and you know, there's never enough awareness when you're working with adults with Absolutely. special needs and disabilities. It's when they're younger, it's more prominent, and it's cute, and little wheelchairs. And Easier become, to handle. Mm-hmm, and absolutely, everything. Weight, size, everything. Yeah. And they become adults, and they go out into the world, whatever that may be, yeah. um, and there's not a lot of opportunity. And so we work hard to fundraise. We fundraise $500,000 a year wow. to offer hydrotherapy, wow. art therapy, healthy cooking classes, a snoozeland sensory room, absolutely. music therapy, pet therapy, yeah. everything, and give them the best 40 waking hours of their week. It's yes, beautiful. absolutely. Yeah. That's a beautiful We're thing. We're lucky. Yeah, it's definitely gratifying. Yeah. It's this purpose, I feel. How do you, how did you uh, how, so how did you guys individually get a part of this so I have no background in this field. I came, I worked for the YMCA for 20 years at the, wow. at the corporate office. Yeah. And they asked me to come take a tour. Okay. And so when I went into Courtney's place, I saw this beautiful program. And I thought, it's that's incredible. what this is for adults with disabilities in Arizona. Yes. But then I went to other programs. And that's not what it is. Oh, State-funded programs are big warehouses um, with big empty rooms and nothing. Yeah. And once I learned that, I really put my passion into what we do. And offering the best of the best. You are. Yeah. You are incredible. And Melissa, yeah. how did you get a part of this charity? Um, I've been Foundation. in this background for since I was 19 years old. Wow. I feel like it's my calling. That's amazing. To help them and be a part of their lives and make their day better. so much better just gives me the most gratitude. You guys, you guys are incredible people, and like I just Thank have you. to, I just have to applaud both of you just for Thank this, you. for what you guys do day in and day out. Um, I would love for you guys to be on our podcast, which is called Finding Arizona Podcast, and would love yeah. to have you guys to tell the story of the charity and the foundation and how it all came to be. And you know, that's what we're about. We're about giving an opportunity for everyone. To tell their that. story, so we'd love to have you come visit. Oh yeah, yes, I would yeah. love to come visit. Yes, I, I love, we love volunteering, yes. and so any opportunity that we can get to get our hands dirty in, in yeah, yeah, quote yeah. sense, um, with anything, we'd love to be a part of that. So yes. Doug, the owner, one of the owners, yes, yes the beer company is our, is our board member. Oh, awesome! So I'll make sure he gets Amazing. us in touch. Amazing. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about like, so how does someone? who has a child with disabilities, how does someone become a part of this and get signed up? So we're not privately funded. Okay. So we're open to anyone. Okay, awesome. So you come in and you take a tour, you see the program, if you like it, most people do, then we do a day visit or two to make sure it's a good fit, and we're gonna meet your needs, and then we enroll you. And there's no cost to the families whatsoever. Awesome, so cool. Nothing, so grant. I was going to ask, guy who's, back the, who's here. the gentleman behind so, you? This is my friend, Grant Kinney. Hi, Grant. How's it going, buddy? Good. 
You're you're looking cool. I like the shirt. Grant is there to drive us crazy every day. Yay, Grant! He's looking for a nice single lady. He's 29. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, show the guns. Show the guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Grant's family moved here. Okay. From Chicago. Wow. So Grant could go to Courtney's place. His oh. dad took an early retirement. Oh my goodness. Wow. They moved here, and he's been here for nine years now. Do you like it? Do you like it so far, Grant? Good. Good. Buddy, you got to come on the podcast, okay? So when they come on, you come with them. We'll get you on the podcast, okay? We'll get you mic'd up and everything. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Big trouble now. I love that so much. I love love doing this sort of thing. And it's just really, honestly, I just just really want to make the biggest effect possible. Through our podcast, we want to help in any sort of way. And... Eric has been so kind enough to allow us to be here this week, yeah. this event, and hopefully we can continue that. We've worked with uh, Pierce Family Foundation. Okay. We worked with uh, ALS. Okay. We've worked Thanks. with uh, all sorts of nonprofits, yeah. and and there's such a need everywhere. There's such a need yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and we overall just want to give an opportunity for everyone to be at the same playing level and give their chance to tell their story. So you guys are great. Thank you. We You're appreciate great. it. And I'm going to find you. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So you can come in. You can see Grant and all his yeah. friends. He'll take you on a tour himself. Yes. Yeah. All right. right. I'm holding that to you, buddy. He's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you ladies so much for coming thank you guys on. For let, everything tonight. Thank please you. let everyone know before you go where they can find you online, where they okay. can donate everything. Okay. Um, so Courtney's place, Courtney's place.org. Everything is right there. Thank you so much. And thank you again. Hopefully tonight was wonderful for you guys. Absolutely. And it was wonderful for us. And with that, we say goodnight to all of you listening out there. And thank you, ladies, for coming on. Thank you. Well, well, well. As the night ends, we've learned a lot. We've done a lot. And we've talked to a lot of people. Right, Britt? That was amazing. I met so many amazing people. Just so inspired. That last story, I'm just, I got the chills from it still. Yeah. Hopefully, we can make um, a lasting effect with this event. And hopefully, we can do a couple more things with more people. So, I appreciate Eric for letting us sit in on this one. Any last words from you, Brittany? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Shout out to Tap That AZ. Yes. We love you guys. Eric, Eric is the best. So, please go like and subscribe on all of the platforms that you guys are listening on. Go check them out at uh, tapthataz.com. And please, if you like our uh, our style, our little repertoire between Brittany and I, please go check us out at findingarizonapodcast.com and check out all our social media under Finding Arizona Podcast. So thank you so much. And with that, we say goodnight here from Scottsdale Beer Company and here from the Core event. We say goodnight to all of you. Cheers. Cheers and goodnight. Fuck it up, okay?